Hello everyone, and welcome to Perilous Pursuits. I'm Gogo DM, and I'm proud to present my second D&D live play campaign, The Mobius Chronicles. This homebrew campaign is a continuation of the characters and stories from my first campaign, Waterdeep Dragon Heist, and follows the characters as they uncover a dangerous threat against the entire world and beyond. So sit back and close your eyes as you join our adventuring party in the lands of Faerun and listen to their perilous pursuits. Do we have everyone uh, ready to go? Yep. All right. Um, should we do a recap? Roll for Wait, a recap? I'm immune. I don't have to. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm not here. I'm not there. Uh, you still have to. You still have to roll. Your spirit lives on. Oh, it's a six. That's one of my best ones yet. <laughs> Seven. Fuck off. <laughs> Come on, Mike. Save We're me. We're waiting on you. Save me. Get Eleven. Oh, fuck off. Hey, Devin, roll a d20. Spencer? I couldn't rank up if my life depended on it. Come on, you're the guy. You don't listen. You're the one I heard that Fizzbot uh, triumphantly saved the day. Yeah. And, he and descended to his proper place of godhood. <laughs> it was magnificent. What did Devin get? I got Devin. a five. Hey, good job. I don't have to do it. <laughs> there you go, Devin. You got to do, uh, we call it a recap. You tell us what happened last session. All right. Well, um, we started our session on a boat. Well, some of us on a boat. Some of us were drowning. Some of us were swimming. None of us were having a good time. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> uh, we proceeded to get quickly destroyed by Moab and I forgot the other guy's name. Aya. Aya, that's right. Aya, aya. Uh, Moab just, well, I don't know, didn't disintegrate, but he absolutely destroyed Fizzbot. He literally disintegrated him. Oh, he did disintegrate him. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the rest of us were saved by the skin of our teeth by the griffins and the city soldiers. We then made it back to the city. The ship flew over the city, destroyed a whole bunch of buildings, uh, stalked over one shop do not recall the name and i believe moab entered the shop and demanded an item but i don't think we were made aware of what items they what item they demanded what you guys heard from guards was he a figure 
uh, went down, floated down to the shop, and then 10 minutes later floated back up before it just raised the area. Okay. And then the ship continued its way to the north. Out of view. And we are talking to Gloriel Silverhand and Vajra. Is that correct? Yeah. You had a meeting with them to kind of debrief her on everything. And then she sent you back home to Troll Skull. And, you guys and that's where we are. Cheering. Evermeet. Yeah. Yeah. She talked about uh, wanting to you guys to go to Evermeet. And then uh, you guys headed back to Troll Skull and had a few beers. Toasted the great name of oh, and, Yeah. And then we got a, a delivery from Jarlaxle. And this it was a it. soul gem. Yep. Correct. To which we use to animate uh, the pseudo dragon. And the pseudo dragon had the shittiest personality. <laughs> <laughs> A solid three session personalities. Oh. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> I'm hoping to get to three on the next day. <laughs> All right. So you guys, uh, that was in the morning when they got that delivered. And so you have your pseudo dragon all uh, set up now, Lucan. Yeah. Okay. So, anything you want to do uh, for the day here? It's uh, about nine in the morning. Uh, it's a sunny, beautiful sunny day. We want to do. Uh, I remember I rang the anvil. Yeah, that's true. Oh, nice. There's some bowling <laughs> over here. The special effects. <laughs> that's what the Patreons pay for right there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, Jason, for your support. <laughs> wow you you name drop your patreon supporters that's amazing yes, i name dropped all my patreons all of them thank <laughs> you we, we need to all support it and just do an awful name every single one of them <laughs> that ding was brought to you by jason <laughs> Wow. <laughs> uh, Thanks for the dingling, Jason. <laughs> okay. As long as we can laugh at each other's expense. Yeah, that's what we're here for. So the day, uh, if you guys aren't doing anything, the day kind of, you know, you kind of mope around and troll skull and kind of do your own little things. Uh you hear a uh, knock on the door, and uh, the door goes, there's a, uh, that, uh, that, that army guy, uh, what's his name, uh, the, the, the dragonborn, he's outside. Army guy. Oh, 
Yeah, the captain. And uh, Lopetus opens the door, and it's Troldor, the uh, captain of the guard. Troldor! Troldor! Party time, excellent. Good morning, Troldor. And he says, uh, your, your, your audience is required at the castle again. And there's a uh, carriage out front. So needy. Right up. All right. So, y'all go? Everyone? Oh, uh, yeah. He's asking for everyone. It's a matter of urgency. Oh. All right. All right. Let's go. Uh, so you guys head into the carriage and off to the uh, Waterdeep Castle and they stop in front and usher you inside uh, into the royal chamber. Uh, you see L'Oreal there, you see all the masked lords, uh, and you see Jarlaxle there, the open lord of Luskin. And beside L'Oreal are two well-dressed elves in bright silver armor with uh, serious looks on their faces. And L'Oreal looks up at you and says, uh, the Isle of Evameet has sent ambassadors to the city of Waterdeep on the morning of the Raventide attack. These ambassadors have said the elves of Evermeet have discovered strange elves that have penetrated their hidden island as spies. And Loyal nods to one of the, the, the ambassador elves. And this, uh, this guy in gleaming armor looks really well-dressed, um, very regal. And he kind of gives a, a scowl at Jarloxel as he turns to address the crowd. And he says, these dark elves, Lady Silverhand mentions, have never before been able to get past the storms and water dangers in the history of our kind. Several of these spies were seen in the woods near the shore, spying on our elven warship fleets. We caught two of them, but one did evade our capture. We have no idea how they could have made it to the island. We are a private people, and we are very concerned. Our lords have sent us to gather information on drow movements and how this possibly could have happened. And the timing is concerning, especially with your recent attack on your city. And Jarlaxel kind of sitting with one leg over the over the uh, arm of his chair, kind of relaxed. Uh, he kind of looks at him and shrugs his shoulders and says, uh, the drow have no interest in the never dying lands. You have walled yourselves up behind your misty shores and the rest of the world is far more interesting to our kind than some boring rock out in the middle of a stormy ocean. And L'Oreal kind of breaks in there and she says, uh, are these captured drow still alive? And the elf says, yes, lady, uh, with a bow and uh, L'Oreal smiles. She says, perhaps we should bring these captives back to Waterdeep. We do have some magical abilities to draw the truth out from those who resist. And Jarlaxle, he stands with a flourishing bow and a swoop of his hat and he says, my lady Silverhand, I humbly offer my fleet to pick up these mysterious drow and bring them here. Shady. And, and she smiles back at Jarlaxle and says, that is a gracious offer, Jarlaxle. I'm sure your crew would have no problem delivering these captives here. And Jarlaxle smi smiles and nods in agreement. 
And Laurel continues with a smile and a calm voice. But perceptions can be more deadly than reality, my dear friend. A drow ship picking up drow captives may be considered by some to be awkward. Perhaps someone with previous experience with both drow and the island of Evermeet should be tasked with this quest. And her head turns and her focused eyes penetrate the crowd. And the crowd parts as her gaze continues, moving people out of the way until standing there at the end of the parting people with his compatriots is Erdan, Cardinal. Uh, Erdan steps aside. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all the crowd parts to where you move. Where's it at? You're running around the room. <laughs> uh, Jarl Axel looks at L'Oreal and follows her gaze to you, Erdan. And the recognition of Erdan seems to bring a strained smile to his lips as he bows and kind of backs up a little bit and says, of course, my lady. Erdan Cardinal, says the sweet voice of L'Oreal, carrying to the far corners of the large chamber. Please come forth. And what do you do? I cork the bottle and put it back into my bag. <laughs> I step forward. I shall come to and uh, the ambassadors from Evermeet are seen glancing at each other with concern as you approach. And Laurel says to you as you approach, Erdan, I understand that you grew up in the Isles of Evermeet. Is that correct? Yes. I also understand that you have dealt with Drow in the past in your search for the Stone of Galore. And she kind of glances over at Jarl Axel. Yes. Your contributions in searching for the stone are commendable. I realize Jarl Axel ultimately discovered the vault and returned the treasure back to Waterdeep. No. <laughs> but I wanted you to know that the efforts of you and your friends, and she looks up at the rest of the party, are still appreciated by all the people of Waterdeep. I'd like to task you with bringing these drow prisoners back to Waterdeep, Erdan. Will you do this favor for me and for the city? And before, before you answer, the ambassadors cough and they try to speak and say, my lady, this elf, and, and L'Oreal cuts them off. This elf has risked his life in service to the city of Waterdeep with a voice of force and authority. And then calmer, she says, Looking at you, I can't think of a person or party of adventures better suited for this task. And then she looks back at you and says, will you accept her then? I think I have a choice, do I? Have you heard of Fortune's Favor? <laughs> <laughs> they might be better yeah. suited. <laughs> I think a level eight party might be more suitable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe a party that didn't just get their ass beat. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. <laughs> what say you are done? The choice is yours. Is it? It is. Can't these uh, prisoners be just transported via teleport or yeah, or planar shift? I mean, you got other ways of getting them places, right? We can the teleportation circle these guys out of here. It is true. 
but the island, uh, the never dying lands do have protections that uh, keep people out and magic. Besides, Erdan is not our master. Laukan is the master. <laughs> he leads this group. What is that voice? Do you hear something? That's oh. your pseudo dragon on your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> it speaks. And Laurel looks at this pseudo dragon. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it kind of has a mind of its own. <laughs> like a cat. It starts clawing into your shoulders. Like <laughs> it, it just knocks stuff off the shelf. Blood coming out of it. <laughs> Oh, oh. An asshole cat. <laughs> uh, everyone's looking at you. Like that. <laughs> and the whole place is just looking at you expectantly, Ordain. I uh, I bow graciously. Whatever your favor is, I shall I shall perform a task. And Gerald Axel jumps up out of his seat. Splendid choice, my lady. Your wisdom lives up to its legend. We would be happy to bring the entire party to Evermeet. And he turns and smiles at you guys. I roll my eyes and I look at him. <laughs> and L'Oreal pauses and she says, I think we will provide the ship, Jarlaxle. But you may escort them with your ships if you wish. Of course. And Jarlaxle walks over to you and he puts his one arm around you and starts shaking your shoulders and they say, they shall be on the safest ship in all of the sea, he says with a laugh. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and L'Oreal looks at you, uh, Erdan, and says, uh, keep your wits about you, Erdan. This will be a difficult mission for you. The future and your past will work against you. And she turns <laughs> with her entourage and starts to walk out of the room, but uh, turns back and she says, Basically, anyone else would have been a better choice. <laughs> Captain Gregorius will bring you to the Never Dying Land. Gregorius? On my personal ship. Blessings to you and your group, Erdan. And she walks away. And Gerald Axel spins you in place and puts both hands on your shoulders. And he sits a huge grin on his face. He's loving this. And he says, this will be fun. I'll see you down at the harbor. And he swaggers away with a laugh. Can we give uh, L'Oreal one of the talkie, uh, Rocky Talkies? <laughs> uh, if you want. I don't think she needs that. I just want to be able to tell her like three words, like Jaraxel has betrayed us. <laughs> yes. the there is uh, an attendant You can pre-record that. You know that will <laughs> happen. <laughs> there, there is an attendant here standing, like waiting if you need him to do anything. He seems nice. I'll give him one of the Rocky Talkies. Is this for me? I think L'Oreal is well aware of who he is and what he does. Yeah, but like, if See? we die out there, I would kind of like retribution. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of Jarlaxle's coming back, he's like, oh, so sad they have perished. So this attendant, uh, he takes uh, your Rocky Talkie and he's like, what would you like me to do with this? Relay any message that arrives on this device to L'Oreal Silverhand. As you wish. I shall guard it with my life. Uh, his name is Gleam. And uh, 
He says, "When you upon your return, I shall give it back to you." Fantastically. And he, he he leads you back out to your carriage, <laughs> and says, uh, I, "I will." Uh, Accompany you until the ship. So, do you need to go back to Trollskull to pack? Um, I assume we have everything. Their range on this thing. Uh, the right guy. Uh, yeah. I don't know. No, it's like seven. Within this plane. plane. Yeah, the same plane. That's my gas. They're not change planes. No transfer flights. Pretty sure the Undying uh, Lands are a different planes. Yeah, they are. So <laughs> never meets in a different plane. Yeah, so that won't work. <laughs> oh what? <laughs> it's in a different plane of existence. We don't know that. Yeah, it's, you it's don't know. <laughs> I will. Okay, fine. That's that's chill. Like it's not going to change anything. <laughs> I'm just like, know that. I don't know. We could take a ship to a different plane of existence. Sure, you can. You can ship anything anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there's the two ambassadors that are standing beside you, too, uh, with the attendant. Right. Uh, they uh, bow to you and introduce themselves. Um, the, the one says, uh, Where is he? Uh, the one he's, he's the, they're both dressed in like gleaming, perfect gleaming silver metal uh, armor. Uh, and the first one, he's got a kind of a, a chain around his uh, neck, a fancy uh, necklace with a glowing green orb in it. And the other one, uh, basically the same type of armor and everything, but uh, no necklace. And the first one with a, ne a necklace, he introduces himself as Vitaris, and he gives you a short bow. And the other one introduces himself as Kalamar. What's a K? Calamari? Calamari. Yeah, no, Kalamar. Kalamari. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Glean uh, brings you out to the, the carriage and says, uh, we, we can stop somewhere if you need to get supplies or get clothes or whatever you need, but uh, we'll, we'll be heading to the dock ward uh, to, to uh, get on the ship afterwards. So let me know where you need to go. Which one has the necklace on? Valteris or Kelimar? Uh Viteris, V-I-T. A-R-I-S. And these are prisoners? Are they tied up? No, no, no. These are elven ambassadors. Yeah, yeah. Elven oh, ambassadors. Okay. So they're they're like shining armor, dude. They're, they're here to escort us. <laughs> they're from the Isle of Evermeet. Okay, so they're ambassadors. Uh, yes. I got that mixed up. Oh, okay. No, they're, they captured prisoners on the Isle of Evermeet. They sent these guys here to find out more about the drow. Okay. Uh, Glean is kind of like, uh, is there a destination you need to go? Or otherwise we could go straight to the uh, the dock ward. Do we need to pick anything up, guys? You getting food for um, that? There's, there's a certain dagger I'd like to pick up, but I don't think that's going to happen. You should probably tell Calamari that they're going to get betrayed by this. Mm, yes. And the dragon is talking to me? Yeah. Right now? Is Master, it... you should inform of the are... traitorous nature of... Now, are you speaking to me verbally or telepathically? Verbally. It annoys everyone okay, else more. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have the ability. You just don't want to use it. Yeah. 
I don't know what my stats are. <laughs> you don't know anything about Jarloxel. I thought I posted it to the. I've got it right yeah, in front I guess of me. Yeah. Isn't, uh... yeah, all you are a voice. You could die at any minute. <laughs> Do we need to pick up supplies for this trip? Food? Rations? Y your food will be taken care of. Uh, we're, we're just, uh, the ship will have a full galley and a cook and, and, uh, it's. We're done. Do we we'll need provided for. clothing for there? Is it warm and temperate or is it cold? It's the same climate is here, really. The ambassadors say most days are, are like this and it's a beautiful sunny day. Want something for the seat. Need a little ear patch. A what? A little ear patch for seasickness. Ear patch. Ear patch. You, you know those things you put behind your ears? But no. no. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> you do it if you go on a cruise or fishing on the ocean. Uh so yeah, glean and uh, you just. Shall we go to the dock work then? I guess so. Let's just get this over with. Do we need to go back to Troll Skull to tell the mm. rest of the people there we're leaving? That is a good idea. Uh, we can send a messenger if you the like. Owners are not just disappearing. We can send a messenger, or we can take you there ourselves. Well, let's head off to Troll Skull first. All right. So it gets you all on the carriage and. Uh, takes you off. Uh, the ambassadors are in the same carriage with you and Glean as well. Uh, you get to Troll Skull and uh, the ambassadors just say, we'll, we'll wait in here and Glean as well. I, I guess we'll enter and inform Vlopis uh, uh, and um, uh, Shusa. Shusa, yeah. Shusa? It's, like, shu it's like Shuja. It's like Shusa. Shusa. And Shusa, yeah, you know, she she runs around and she packs with you all like brown bag lunches and yeah, you guys all get like an extra ration in your oh, fantastic. inventory uh, and uh, you know she, she 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 has like a couple sweaters and holds them up are you gonna need these and, <laughs> uh, and i'll also inform one. her that it is possible that during the time we are away a vault door may be delivered and installed in the basement Ah, all right. We'll uh, we'll watch out for that. Well, safe travels, uh, my friends. Don't do anything dumb. Sure, we got that covered yesterday. Yeah, Erdan, you looked mighty uncomfortable heading back to where you're from. There is history back there that I don't wish to. Live. Fair enough. Anything to have note that maybe the rest of us should tread lightly around? I've uh, only been here a while. I don't know you that well, but I can see how uncomfortable that was. It's a private matter. Um, <coughs> fair enough. He phoned a princess. Oh. 
You're just wow, gonna leave he, it at that? This pseudo dragon <laughs> has lots of insight. <laughs> full of knowledge. Yes. How is that possible? <laughs> Princess Buttercup. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he speech. can like read your innermost deepest thoughts. I guess so. <laughs> I don't even know where my backstory is anymore. <laughs> it's inside the pseudo dragon. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you straight <laughs> when you're back. Beat it out of them. Does this pseudo dragon have an organ inside it? <laughs> Gotta crank its tail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are we headed off? I guess. Uh, I mean, I don't need anything else. Most of my stuff is on me. It would be uh, as long as they have enough rations. I mean, we're going on a ship, right? They said they're meeting us. Provided. Yeah. They're so there's like an armada of ships. It's three of Jarlaxle's ships and one that we're taking. I thought Jarlaxle's ships weren't going, but now all of a sudden they are. Uh, <laughs> no. Jarlaxle yeah, she was like, we can't trust ship. Jarlaxle to do this. But then he's like, I'll just go with you anyway. I'll escort him anyway, yeah. <laughs> I think, I, I'm pretty sure it's just like one escort ship, though, isn't it? It's not like he's sending fleet. Uh, well, he always travels together with his three ships. Oh, so it's a, he's sending the whole fleet. That's fantastic. Very like cool. A, Love it. Maybe leave something off of the ships. But time and place for everything. Maybe we'll just learn a little more about him. Oh, that's exactly what I want to do. Yes. <laughs> I'm so looking forward to days at sea with this person. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm looking forward to the everlasting sunshine where you're from. Uh-huh. Okay, well, we head down to the docks. Okay. Uh, you jump on the carriage and they take off to the dock ward. Uh, Ricketing along there and uh, you get to the dock. Uh, How much gold is this going to cost Lucan? What? <laughs> to take the carriage? <laughs> For the carriage wreck. So you get, you get to the dock <laughs> and you see uh, three of Jarlaxle's uh, boats. Like they're large, traditional, uh, big sails and all that. Uh, and Jarlaxle's one, the eye catcher. Uh, you see him down at the dock laughing with part of his uh, crew and pointing at something and you get a little closer and you see uh, uh, L'Oreal's personal ship. It's called uh, the Zephyr. And it's a uh, sleek and graceful with colorful sails uh, showing her banner. Uh, along the sides are several screaming golden masks with gold glinting in the sunny blue day sky. And uh, orcers can be seen loading supplies on both the ships. Um, on the Zephyr, you can see a, uh, a ballista that's mounted on the prow of the ship. Uh, you don't see any cannons, though. Um, Gerald Axel's boats are in the, on the docks beside them. And uh, yeah, like I said, they're pointing at you guys and laughing as you're boarding. Uh, uh, in front of you, uh, walking up the gangplank, there are the two elven ambassadors. Um, Where's the boat they came on? They teleported. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they did come on another. They're one of their own boats, but um, it was more of a 
they're they're gonna go on this boat with uh, you guys. They're gonna leave their boat here. Ah, uh, well, it was they, a they've decided because uh, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna leave their boat here. Um, back home after leaving again, and they they, they were pretty quiet on your. Uh, uh, they didn't really talk to you much in the carriage ride, and they keep kind of looking back at you as they're they're walking up the gangplank with kind of concerned looks, especially at you, Erdan. Uh, I'm gonna approach them and I go, "What's what's the issue?" Uh, and they just kind of look at you and say, "My lady." Loyal Silverhand wishes you to go to the Isle of Evermeet. Her wish is what we're doing. No issue. So are, are they? Are we escorting them, or are they escorting us? I think they're escorting us. I think Erdan's just courting them. Both. Uh, they just kind of walk to the front of the ship and just kind of lean on the railing, talking quietly to each other taking in the views of the harbor. Um, this is going to be a long trip. There's at the top of the gangplane as you're coming up. I'm doing a lot of boating. There's a, a, a stocky captain with white hair and nice, nicely kept short beard. He kind of greets, he greets the party at the top of the gangplane. And he, he's wearing a sharp black uh, vested uniform with double buttons and a sailor's cap. And he salutes the party and he says, in a deep voice, welcome aboard. I am Captain Gregorius. And he shakes each of your hands heartily as you board. Um, he, uh, after, you, after you board, uh, the captain looks past you and uh, there's a, uh, you look back and there's a strong uh, rabbit looking humanoid walking up the plank carrying a couple of crates. And uh, Ray, why don't you... Uh, Describe uh, your character. Um, you see a rabbit folk who looks like a somewhat distinguished looking gentleman. There's a picture of him in the group chat. Uh, he's got a monocle, he's got a top hat, and he's got a tuxedo. He's wearing a tux? He's wearing a tuxedo and no visible um, weapons or armor of any kind. Or pants. No pants, just the just top half, just the upper tux. The half rabbit with the long. He's Daffy Duck in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm Daffy Duck. <laughs> I got some nice boots on, probably, but maybe no pants. Pants, <laughs> just boots. <laughs> no pants party. Yeah. Uh, and and so your party uh, gets onto the boat, and uh, Jack, as you kind of get up, uh, the captain looks at you and goes. Oh, yes, the new mate, uh, Mr. Fizuli, I presume. Indeed. Nice well, to we, meet you. Nice to meet you. Uh, we haven't had any, uh, we haven't had a Harrigan uh, working on our ship before, but you look fit enough. Welcome aboard. Thank you. And he directs you to the hold and says, uh, make sure you come to dinner tonight. Uh, you can meet everybody and get to know the crew and our guests. We, like, we all like to eat together. <laughs> um, so they're starting to untie the boats and all that and you hear a yell from uh, Jarlaxle he's kind of uh, 
leaning over his ship hanging on to uh uh some rigging and yells over to you guys and he says uh captain would you fancy a wager on who gets to ever meet first and the captain looks at you and he says uh betting's not my thing i'll leave that up to our honored guest to decide and he walks away to instruct his men on the departure Jarlaxle shouts out to you, Erdan. He says, what say you, Erdan? Bet the money, and then we just don't leave for two days. How about the winner gets to pick? <laughs> Last I heard, you were to escort us. How about the winner gets to pick whatever they want off the other's boat? That's fine. It's not my Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he looks at you go, everything that is on the boat no that's fine we're not betting you anything <laughs> he shakes his head and smiles and he climbs down and gets his guys running there they're setting up the rigging and all that oh, i'm gonna be so tired of that man's voice hauling across the ocean <laughs> uh you see uh gregorius kind of introduces you to some of his crew <laughs> Sorry, what was that, Gord? Uh, Gregorius is kind of showing you around the boat. Uh, it's a fairly long boat. It's slim, but it's uh, it's not as big as Jarlaxle's at all. But uh, he introduces you uh, up there by the steering, uh, Yolana, and it's a female elf that is uh, steering the ship. And she's like, "Yeah, hey, welcome aboard, sure." And uh, he kind of looks at her and she, she's not the talkative type. At least not the nice talkative. Um, and uh, there's a guy busy over there and uh, Gregor says, hey, Slipknot, come over here. That's the male dwarf. And uh, he, uh, this, this dwarf comes over and hey. welcome aboard. Are you uh, landlubbers? Have you been out to sea much? Not at all. Uh, not too much. I, not as far as we're going, for sure. Ah. Before from Evermeet. Rookies, the favorite meal of the sea. Anyways, I gotta go. And he goes off and he's working on the ring. Uh, and then this small little... Uh, male gnome he comes out from underneath and with glasses on and he kind of looks at you guys and and just walked right back down he just he looks kind of like a shy person um gregorius says uh yeah just uh taking the views here well we're about to get away uh launch here uh, so you know some beautiful views of the city from here and there are crowds that are kind of gathering on the docks and looking at they've never seen this boat before it's uh uh gregorius actually says this is uh we've been uh taking this out for sea trials for a while but this is the first time we've really introduced her to the public is she fast she's fast she is fast you think we could outpace those ships and he gives you a wink and he says you never know. <laughs> so that's enough. <laughs> I'm not a betting man, but uh, I wouldn't bet against the Zephyr. 
That's L'Oreal's ship. That's yes. the one we're on. Ah, uh, see. <laughs> this oh, changes everything. You, you drank too much there at the Troll Skull. Uh, I'm just trying to take notes as fast as I can. Here. <laughs> you went full full Lucon. <laughs> well, Gregorius, uh, we've got ten platinum if you can get us there faster before Jarlaxle can. Are, are you guys betting with him? No, 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 no. You're, you're incentivizing. You, Captain, we're incentivizing you. To I've got 10 platinum if you can get there before him. <laughs> and, and he kind of takes your hand and curls it back. He says, Don't worry. I'm, I don't need money to uh, be motivated to beat him. I'll pull out 10 platinum and hand, put it in his hand. He's like, Show me. And so he calls over all his crew and he hands it all out to his crew saying, Let's beat, beat, beat those bastards. And the crew just gets pumped up. and uh, You just had to pay before. <laughs> uh, you, um, <laughs> actually, uh, Jack, you get two platinum from uh, Gregorius. That, uh, nice. <laughs> two? That's more, that more than doubles my money. That's 20 gold. I, well, how many crew does he have? If, if... I bet you that that's enough. I already wrote it down. <laughs> Uh, he gave it to he gave it to his main uh, crew there. Um, main crew, like the like the the first uh, the guy that just got the newest out. rookie. Uh, He's just crew a member. I'm just the entertainment. <laughs> okay, so a horn blasts and a uh, off one of the ships, and they all start leaving the dock to enter Deepwater Harbor. Uh, the eye catcher suddenly drops a, a massive sail, and the other two as well, and they lurch ahead. Uh, General Axel's hanging high off the rigging. He salutes a zephyr as they lurch ahead of you guys. Uh, up in the sky, there's a flight of griffin riders circle above to escort your ships out to sea. And uh, Captain Gregorius yells up to the riggers to release the ropes, and uh, a beautiful golden sail raises up, but it, it looks strange. Uh, the shape doesn't seem to suit the ship at all. Uh, nevertheless, the Zephyr smoothly cuts the water and moves out into the bay to the southwest exit of where you guys are uh, to get around the jetties because there's kind of like a seawall around the uh, mm -hmm. Deepwater Harbor and there's only certain areas to get out. Uh, but um, as you're, you're, you're smoothly cutting through the water, but you, the speed is noticeably slower than the eye catchers as it pulls ahead of you. Uh, so you can see the eye catcher can be seen racing away towards uh, the exit to the bay. And uh, Gregorius, he's just sipping his tea and he kind of watches the sun and the clouds for wind changes. And he goes, uh, set course for due west, he shouts out. And the Zephyr turns sharply uh, to the right, heading towards the jetty. And you guys are just kind of cruising along. You're kind of diverting from uh, where the eye catcher is going. You hear the seagulls uh, cruising along beside you. Um, uh, Jack, uh, Gregorius pulls you up near the uh, steering wheel and kind of motions you to come up. I join. And he says, uh, when I, when I tell you, uh, 
this and there's a there's a lever next to the steering wheel. He says, "Give that thing a pull." Is this kind of ship? Huh? Hey, that's what the extra two platinum was for. <laughs> no, I think I think you'd be interested in this. <laughs> okay. All right. Are you in the cabin right now? <laughs> yes. Uh, he, he pulls. No, you're up on the top, the aft castle. Okay. Uh, and so Gregorius kind of roars uh, at you. Uh, release the ballast! He yells to you, uh, Jack. I will release the ballast. And within seconds, you can see uh, water pouring out of the sides of the boats and those masks, the small uh, openings in their mouth attached to the boat. And uh, the Zephyr seems to leap ahead as uh, it kind of the ballast like it lifts it a little bit out of the water. Uh, and it just starts... Uh, moving forward quite quickly, and uh, the seagulls uh, flying overhead, uh, they seem to bank out of the way a little bit as the zephyr seems to be rising higher and higher as it's getting uh, closer to the jetty. And the captain turns to you with a smirk and he says, uh, "That's too bad you didn't make that boat that bet." And he walks off to his cabin uh, as the ship. <laughs> cruises over top of the uh, rock jetty and lifts up into the sky. And uh, can, can we see Daryl Axel's ship from here? It is. It is. Uh, to can we all sort of lean over and right just over? give him a little salute? The captain looks back at you, uh, Calder, and says, uh, says to this first mate, Yolanda, uh, let's do a circle around uh, the eye catcher on the way out. Uh, there's a fed up big shit, guys. Yeah, there's a, there's a, we're gonna give him a salute. So there's the a phalanx of Griffin riders that pull up to your next to your ship as well. They're kind of looking at you, going, giving you the nod as you guys are kind of flying through the sky. Uh, you start approaching uh, the three uh, ships of Jarlaxle there. Uh, anything uh, you want to do? You're probably uh, about 30 seconds wave away. Wave at him as we go by. What's that? Just wave at him and smile. And <laughs> I'm going to drop trowel. <laughs> <laughs> um, moves salute. over Miami. <laughs> as, as you guys uh, cruise by, uh, Jorlax was just kind of looking up you with a stunned face and uh, you know, Luke is dropping trowel and Everyone's waving at you, and uh, uh, you you look back as a couple of Griffin riders seem to drop. Uh, Griffin seemed to drop a few things on the ships as they flew over too. <laughs> um, and even within 15 minutes, uh, you can see them behind you. They're still moving along, but you are moving faster. And within 15 minutes, you're you're over open ocean now, and uh, you can see the city uh, gleaming behind you. And the uh, the three ships of down below in the water have released all their sails now, and they're trying to keep up. Uh, as it's just turning the corner out of the uh, exit of Deepwater Bay. Uh, as you kind of get more into open water and this beautiful kind of blue sky day, the lead Griffin rider uh, gives you a wave and uh, nods to his crew, and the the Griffins peel off and return to the city. So you guys are about uh, a couple hundred feet off the ground of uh, the ocean. Just kind of cruising along. Can, up here. 
Can I go hang out in the um Oh. Now I forgot what it was called. Uh way up on top of the mast. Crow's, crow's nest. nest. The crow's nest. Crow's nest. Thank you. Wonder if they have a bar on board here. <laughs> the sky bar. Yeah. The sky bar. <laughs> I think I'll go below deck. All right, uh, you you can go below deck for sure. Uh, there is a, a new map loading up. It should be anyways. Nine nine percent. There you go. I'm loading it up now because it might take a while. Um, you go down Ooh, below and uh, look at that. That's cool. He's ahead of me. Chip. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can see it on the video screen on your table. We're only a couple. Yeah, it looks feet. good. Ooh, it's only sounds? Yeah. Oh, wow. Holy smokes. <laughs> I can see I didn't make this one. <laughs> um, wow. Nothing can attack us. We're in the air. We're fine. <laughs> That's uh, the worst thing you could have said. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the two ambassadors are near the front. And they're just like watching uh, the sights and all that. Uh, uh, Erdan, you went down below. Yeah. Okay. So you go down below, and there's kind of a, a large dining room area with chairs and stuff like that. And you you hear the kind of clanking of a it looks maybe a kitchen in behind through a door at the other end. <clears throat> I'll go and investigate the kitchen. Uh, you, you go, uh, you walk into the kitchen and there's this, uh, uh, bird-like, uh, Kenku, uh, he's a chef and he kind of looks at you and he looks like a raven, half humanoid raven guy. And, uh, and, uh, he's like, you're in my kitchen, get out of my kitchen. How do you do? <laughs> <laughs> My name is Spoon Spoon. Spoon Spoon. Spoon Spoon. Spoon Spoon. Spoon Spoon. <laughs> you hungry? I spit in food for you. What do you got? I got food with spit. Get out of my kitchen. How do you do? <laughs> Okay. And you can you can see he's guy he's kind of working on a on a goat he's preparing uh, and there's potatoes and vegetables and he's got some pots boiling and he's stirring it as he's talking to you and it's like spoon spoon are you hungry? No thanks. <laughs> you can't go now, dude. <laughs> yeah, we can't go now, dude. <laughs> no thanks. Get out of my kitchen. How do you do? <laughs> hey, I leave. <laughs> Uh, and he just keeps working on the on the dinner. So you're you're uh, down in the. Uh... I'm gonna go approach the other guys now. Okay, they're gonna use their rations. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's up top at the deck. It's uh, probably about two in the afternoon. <laughs> okay, uh, I just want to like 
investigate the ship, just walk around the ship, get myself. Uh, uh, sure, yeah, you can kind of see it on the map. There is a door kind of going under the aft castle. Uh, you went down below. Yeah. Um, I just want to know what the ship is like. Like, walk around the ship and. Yeah, so I mean, you have the aft castle up top, and uh, you can't get up there with the stairs. Um, there's a front kind of prow uh, where the two ambassadors are kind of at the top front there. You look up, you see Revy at the top of the crow's nest. Um, it's kind of got some viewing platforms around the sides there. You can see those kind of those little pods on the sides, at least the two larger ones. Yeah. So you can kind of walk out to those pods and get a little bit. Like you can kind of see a little bit further out and down easier and all that. Where's the ca where did the captain go? Uh, the captain went to the underneath the aft castle. That's where you saw the gnome retreat into. Oh yeah. yeah. So if if you're looking at the map, uh, it'd be a door there on there. Okay. After I do like a tour of the inside of the ship, I'll, I'm going to go out and knock on the captain's door. Um. Uh, and and, and the captain uh, answers the door, and he's like, "Uh, oh, Erdan, yeah, come in, come in, come in." And he, and he pulls you in and goes down a little corridor, and at the end is another door, and he goes to the right through into his cabin, which is a different door, and uh, pulls you into his cabin. And he's, uh, "How can I help you?" I'm just uh, curious, how long do you think this journey will take? Oh, uh, well, um, you know, if the winds are uh, in our favor, it could be three, maybe four days. If they're not, it could take a week. Okay. It's, uh, and what do you do when there's a storm in this thing? Yeah, you hang on tight. And, and he goes, let me show you something. And uh, as you guys kind of walk to the side, you notice that uh, the crew had released a bunch of ropes that dangle below the ship off the sides. Yeah. And he says, if you fall over, at least he's giving you a little fighting chance that you're not going all the way down to the ocean. Oh. <laughs> okay. That, that's reassuring. That's terrifying. Yeah, it's kind of, think of it as a, a safety rope. You with no bungee. <laughs> Think of it as a safety rope. It's a, uh, I don't know, something you could tie around you, almost around your seat, like a belt or something. I don't know. It keeps your corpse from going into the ocean. Yeah, yeah. We just uh, carry you all the way to where we're going, and then we can drop you <laughs> off at the morgue. <laughs> what, okay, what you kind of laugh. I'm just kidding. But but you know what? People have fallen off these ships. I mean, being in an airship is not the safest thing. If you fall overboard, it's not a good thing. So we, we typically drop these ropes around the sides to... When you know, was your last incident? <laughs> <laughs> so well, a plaque that yeah, has... <laughs> 100, 100 days without an accident. I'm very proud of that. What happened 101 days ago? Well, whoever the rabbit replaced. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, actually, uh, uh, Mr. Fizuli there, he's he's replacing the last guy who uh, got a little drunk and fell overboard at night. Yeah, I corked my bottle. <laughs> 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 
And uh, he kind of leaves you guys to whatever you want to do. And he says, you know, we'll have a, you know, uh, join us for dinner tonight and uh, down below. And we all get to be able to talk and get to know each other. Uh, and he walks over to the ambassadors at the front of the boat and starts talking to them. I'm hanging out in one of those little towers off the side. Sure, yeah. It's, uh, you, you were more for uh, loading and unloading, so you don't really have a lot to do while the, while the thing is flying. Do these viewing stations have, like, glass floors to really <laughs> yes. screw with it, you? It, it is. It's a glass floor. Yes. So you can look straight down. Uh, roll a constitution check. <laughs> You. You're not me, not me. You, yeah. you're the one that wanted to know what the glass fucking floor is. Let's see if you have vertigo. We're hanging out together here. Let's see. It's the constitution save or just yeah, save. Run save. Where's my saves? Kind of like how the on the twenty. Twenty. Yeah, it doesn't oh, yeah. bother you at all. The wing part and everything. You guys are jumping up and down on the glass and seeing how strong it is. That's pretty strong. <laughs> yeah. You uh, want me jumping up and down on the glass? <laughs> you see those uh, glass walkway in China where it like it's like a video screen that cracks as people walk yeah. on it. Oh yeah. shit! <laughs> this doesn't do that. Magical prank. So this is actually powered by wind still, like. It's not magically propelled forward? Uh, you haven't talked to anyone about it. Okay. you got to figure it out. There's sails and stuff going on. There way. is sails, and they're billowing in the wind. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe the sails just increase the speed of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And you do notice a, a large green glowing dome at the top of the aft castle. Right in front of the... Uh, the wheel, which is where that ladder shows. And so there's stairs from the main deck up to the aft castle. It doesn't really show on this one, but there are stairs. So you could go up there. Go tap on the glass. Yeah, there's. it's kind of a dome, and it looks like some kind of a magical gem down below that's just glowing blue like crazy. <laughs> uh, and you see uh, you the, the female elf up there. She's steering, and she's just kind of looking at you, tapping on this glass. Kind of a stern look on her face, and she just kind of shakes her head. Air elemental, I say to her. What? I say to her, air elemental, and I point to the glass. No, it's a magical gem that makes us fly. Oh. I don't know how it works. I just, it just works. I don't know how it works. Are you speaking in Elvish? Well, she's an elf. Yeah, right? she yeah. would have responded in what uh, if you talked Elvish to her, she would have responded yeah, in Elvish. Elvish to her. Yeah, so she's responding to you in Elvish, and she's just kind of short answers as she's staring. She's paying attention to the winds, and you know, she's looking back at uh, Jarlaxle's ships, who aren't like disappeared. They're trying to keep up with you still. We'll figure out how to fly this thing. Get a lesson. Put some power into it. Make it go faster. <laughs> well, the, the gem, the gem keeps us aloft. We need the wind to move forward. What's what's your job on this ship? Well, uh, what does it look like? 
and she's like turning the wheel and I'm the first mate. I, I'm here to steer the boat. Oh, fly just the boat. Just a straight line when you're near. That's <laughs> yeah, not always so simple. No. You got winds coming from above and below and the sides and behind and in front. That's why we have that strange shale up, uh, sail up front. It kind of helps yeah. us navigate in uh, three dimensions. Can you control the how high or how low this thing goes? Yeah, and there is a uh, lever. Uh, and she says it's uh, we have ballast normally, but uh, um, we need to. It could, it'll slowly drop if I turn this uh, lever down. Hmm. And once we uh, drop into the water, we fill up with ballast just to kind of, you know, turn off the uh, gem so we're not using its power. Does it run low? That's a good question. I don't know. We we did sea trials on this for the past week, but uh, I actually don't didn't ask the question if it runs out of juice. So you've only run this thing for a week and you don't know if it runs out of juice. Oh, so far it's still going. Okay. I'm sure it's all safe. <laughs> can we go? Maybe we should go higher. Let's see how high this can go. She kind of laughs at you. All right. Anything anyone else want to do? Um. Is there anyone else on deck? Everybody to go to one side. Of the, <laughs> <laughs> the side that uh, Jack and Kurt <laughs> Calder are in, so they're tip over the uh, the viewing pod. Yeah. Uh, so, so Vincent not Calder. It's not oh, Ponto. Vincent, not sorry. Calder. If I need to be a monk, I'll be a monk. <laughs> right, I'll get this right yet. Uh, Vincent. Switch between the two characters whenever whenever we need at the time. <laughs> um, yeah, so you see that the, the captain talking to the two elven ambassadors at the front of the ship there on that kind of prow. Uh, you see the first mate up on the at the steering wheel. Uh, Slipknot is kind of just watching the rigging and making sure everything's tight. Uh, that's all you see on deck. Yeah. I'd like to talk to Slipknot. Can I approach him? Sure. Yeah. He's just kind of, you know, he's chucking the ropes and retying here, shaking his head and retying it again. Uh, I notice you have this uh, large armament towards the front of the ship, this ballista. Do you know how to operate that thing? Yeah, mate. Uh, the ballista, that thing will, uh, you don't want to get in front of one of those uh, steel arrows because it'll go right through you. Have you ever used one? So, so you've operated this ballista before? You did some uh, it's tests? Part, it's part of our training uh, during sea trials. We all had to take training uh, using the ballista. Well, I was I was not present for the sea trials. Maybe you could run me through it. Sure, mate. And then he kind of looks at his work and he's like, yeah, okay. We don't uh, actually have to shoot anything off. Just, you know, just the steps involved in uh, making this work. No, mate, I got you covered here. Don't worry. And he runs off to the kitchen, and uh, he, he comes out, and Kenku's chasing him back, and, no, 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 not my place, not my place, not my place, and and uh, 
Slipknot goes, no, 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 don't worry, it's just a five. And he runs up to you, he brings you over to the ballista, and he says, uh, so I got these five plates. If you can shoot them out of the uh, sky with this ballista, then, you know, you can. I can help you train a little bit and get a little better at it. Um, do you want to try it? Well, I, I don't even know how to operate it. So he kind of shows you how to load the arrow. Uh, he shows you how to turn and aim. He shows you the trigger, you know, how to winch the arrow back. And, uh, you know, there, you have certain range here. You can't shoot backwards. Uh, there's a certain part of the... <laughs> back in here. Directly <laughs> forward, you can't because of the... You, go, you just kind of laugh that stupid statue on the front. It, I don't know why they put that there. It blocks our ballista, but... <laughs> basically, you have the range of the whole side of the ship on each side. Where is the all right, uh, well, let's take a shot. Let's see. Let's try my aim. The ballista is up here, and it's close to where the ambassadors are up. They're they're actually up here, talking to the, to the ballista bolt. Can you zoom the map out a little bit? Yeah, if you scroll in, you guys should be able to move it. Hey, Mike, can you zoom? Scroll the map in here. Come on now. Come on. You gotta do your part. No, yeah, the other way. Other way. We can see more of the boat. Oh, okay. And if you right click, you can scroll, like move it around, drag it. Nice. Wow. That's cool. Badass looking. Can, can you guys hear the ambient sound? Uh, no, that that speaker we've got turned down, so it's not giving us feedback. Oh, OK. It's just playing some uh, creaking ropes and crap like that. Mr. Vincent, what are you guys uh, doing here? What's your goal? I think for our party, the goal is not falling off this boat. <laughs> Cheers to not falling off the boat. Here, here. Cheers. So, uh, uh, Lucan, uh, Slipknot shows you the how to use the ballista, and he goes, "Are you are you ready to try it out?" I'm ready. All right, so uh, he has a uh, a plate, and he goes, "I'm going to throw this up in the air, out out and in, into the air, and I want you to shoot it." And he yeah. says, "We got these they're kind of crappy wooden uh, bolts, but you know we don't want to waste the good ones on uh, plates here." So okay, load the he's good got five. He's got five bolts here and five plates. Okay, I load one of these wooden <clears throat> bolts. bolts. Yep. Just I winch it back like he showed me. I take aim, and I say, pull. OK, so uh, use your, um, you can add your dexterity modifier, but not your proficiency modifier. OK. Uh, when you roll to hit, uh, so you can roll. As he wings the plate out into the air, turn the ballistic to aim for it. OK, that's a dirty 20. <laughs> nice. You. Uh, Right away, it's only gone about 20 feet out and you just, <clears throat> the plate shatters and Slipknot looks at you just wide-eyed like, holy shit. Oh, it's gotta be beginner's luck, man. It's We've never hit anything before. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> no one has hit anything. <laughs> no one's hit anything on the first shot, that's for sure. That's that's pretty good. Well, I mean, I should probably let it go a little further. It was, it was a little easy if I shoot it in the first 20 feet yeah well okay so uh let's see if this is beginner's luck or not and he's like are what, you ready what would be the range of this uh implement like how far could we shoot without you know 
being at a disadvantage. Uh, <laughs> oh, interesting choice of words. <laughs> um, he says, well, I'll let you know uh, after uh, we do this. All right, well, uh, I'll let it. Uh, let the plate go a little further this time. And we'll see if I can still hit it. So I load another bolt and I winch it back and I take aim. Pull! And he throws it out into there as you uh, aim and release. Roll a d20 to hit with your dex modifier. That's a 14. Uh, yeah, it goes whistling past the plate and the plate just kind of drops. He goes, yeah, that's, that's more like it. Uh, but yeah, this thing, it can go 200 feet. And then it gets a little oh. harder after that to hit stuff. 200 feet. Wow. Yeah. That's got some power. That's got, this is a pretty mean machine. Um, Vincent and Fazui are still jumping on the glass and see a plate flying down. It's like, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> losing stuff? It's a, it's a Greek ship. Opa! <clears throat> there's, there's like a whole shitload of those little viewing platforms throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. What are the two big ones in the middle? Those are the ones you guys are in. Smart, I yeah. Well, I thought we were over here. Hey, Revy, you got to try yes. out this ballista thing. That seems way safer where we are. <laughs> should, should we here, come give it out? a come <laughs> give it a shot. Sure. <laughs> okay, I'll just uh, hop off the hop down from the um, the crow's nest there. Okay. Yeah. You walk over head, to the ballista. Head towards the, the front as well. And it's, sure. So Slipknot says, well, your friend uh, Lucan here got one around his first shot. So uh, any bets on uh, Revy doing the same on his first shot? Sure. I'll, I'll give him 10 gold if he can get it on his first shot. All right. Ooh. That sounds good. Uh, so he kind of shows you every how to load it up, how to aim, how to how to shoot, trigger everything, aim. And he goes, "Okay, I got four more or three more of these plates and and these wooden arrows." And he says, "Here, give it a shot." And he right. throws the plate out. Uh, do a roll for dex and add your or sorry, roll a d twenty, add your dex modifier. Fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, it's close, but it doesn't quite hit the plate uh, as it goes whistling by and it goes, ah, that's too bad. That's uh, not quite as good. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, I'll just put this gold away. <laughs> now he gives you 10 gold, right? And does anyone else want to try? Yeah. <laughs> or Revy, do you want to try again? Uh, yeah, I'll give it one more go. Okay. Uh, so... He uh, lines you up and then he says, "You ready? Ready." And he whips the plate out there into the into the air and take a shot. <laughs> uh, that one. And that one. Uh, so you're you're tracing uh, along the plate and you're lining it right up, and then all of a sudden, uh, you hit this little turret uh, right there. And it just sticks that in the, the other side of it. In? That's and what not goes. Oh shit! <laughs> you hit that little turret. Shit! 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 It's gonna where kill Vince me. And Jack are in right now. <laughs> no, they were in the bigger ones. <laughs> it's not like that's that that episode of the Expanse where the guy's sitting there and all of a sudden. 
the rug and go see. And I'm going to promptly back away from it and put my hands up in the air and say, I'll see you guys later. Yeah, it might not be your thing. So uh, he says, there, I, I got uh, I, I got two more of these, or one more of these shots. Uh, Luke, why don't you give it one more shot? Well, uh, let's see. Let's see. You do better than uh, than me. I, I mean, come on, Slipknot. No, I've I've done this a million times. It's, I'm, I'm a million I'm times. Eh? Can show me you get it on the first try. Uh, here's ten gold if you can get it on the first try. It's, it's not my first try anymore. All right, okay. Now here he hands you the plate, and I said, and he's like, "Whip it out there." Whip it out. All right. I whip it out. You gotta do a strength check to see if you can throw it. See how far I can throw it? You're a little wizard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a little wizard throw. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, um, that's a three for my strength. (laughs) So you wind up and throw it, and it's about a foot away from your face when it push. And he, it just explodes a foot away from your hand, and there's shards all over the place. And he kind of laughs. He goes, In your eyes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, mate, but uh, this is kind of my thing. Well, you got to let it fly out there. For, you know, you don't shoot it when it's in my hand. Well, it's even harder to do it when it first launches. It's the closer you get to the launch, the better you are. <laughs> I almost shot it out of your hand. Yeah. As you're looking over and he's pointing this ballista directly at you. your head. <laughs> Almost shut it out of your head. <laughs> so he rolled a dirty 20. Well, I sort of had a failure to launch there. Yeah, I kind of saw it. Was, you know, we, I, I should have brought my grandma to throw it out there. Well, thanks for showing me the ropes here. Nah, if you want to keep trying, you know, you can. We got a bunch of these things. Now you just got to sneak some plates out from Spoon Spoon every once in a while. He gets kind of pissed when we steal the plates. Is he still there, like, really angry about it? Uh, he's just kind of waiting in the doorway, just glaring at Spitz. No more plates! Stay out of my kitchen! How do you do? Spit. And he walks back. Spoon Spoon. And he slams the door behind him. Spitz. I thought he called him Spitz. He did call him Spitz. <laughs> uh, the, the the guy who was giving you the ballista is Spitz. He's the rigging master. Oh, Slipknot. Slipknot. Oh, sorry, Slipknot. Okay. Oh, yeah, Spitz is what uh, Spoon Spoon says. I spit in your food. <laughs> That's one of his catchphrases. Yeah. Catchphrase, yeah. He's a Kenku. He's only got catchphrases. <laughs> this is our version of Kiri. Yeah. <laughs> Kiri's a lot cuter than Spoon Spoon. How you doing? <laughs> uh, so uh, Slipknot just kind of goes back and he's inspecting the ropes and just, you know, going down to get a bite to eat and a drink and chill a little bit. His job's mostly done for the day. Anything you guys want to do? The captain uh, goes back to his quarters too and uh, the two ambassadors stay at the prow of the ship. Gentlemen, what are you guys doing here? We're escorting these uh, ambassadors to Evermeet. They couldn't find it themselves? No, they came from there. They just need a hand getting back. 
Isn't the flying ship the thing that gets them back? Yeah. yeah. They didn't have a flying one. They had a regular one. Oh. So this is your ship? Well, this Floreal is ship. This is uh, Miss Silverhands. <laughs> cool. You're working for her. You're flying yeah. her ship. Yeah. 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 Didn't she write your, assign your checks? Yeah. It's a little big. I'm just, <laughs> I just started. I'm just here to get back to Feywild. Are you going to Feywild? And, and the deal, uh, Jack, was uh, at the end of this trip, uh, Gregorius was going to pay you 20 gold. Sweet. Do you know how to get to the Feywild? Uh, it's not easily done. I know how. Doesn't mean I'm capable of doing it. I'm okay. from there, you see. Oh, I've been there. I'd I... like to go back. This is kind of a different way, though. How long has it been since you were last in the Feywild? Many years. Many, many long years. Why'd you leave? Something to, something to do. Always looking for the next adventure, you know. Ah, looking to see a new thing. Beautiful place to farewell, but this is the prime material, the real deal. That's true. Had to check it out. What do you think of it? I love it here. It's unlimited adventure. Yeah, I mean, you probably say that about all the places you go see. This well, place is really hopping. <laughs> Beautiful place, anyway. So, uh, Gord, when we look down, can we see anything under the water? Well, roll a perception. A dragon. Can, you mean under the clouds? <laughs> oh, so there's no clouds there. It's uh, a it's clear, it's, clear skies, right? Yeah, it's clear skies. It's getting towards four or five o'clock at night, but it's still a bright day. This is a bad tattoo. Uh, Twenty. You uh, you're just kind of looking down. I, I think you maybe go over to one of those pods. And you're looking through the glass. You kind of get the whole ocean below you, and you're just admiring it. And yeah, you swear you see something directly below you, like a, a an odd ripple in the water or something. It just, and then it's not there anymore. It's weird. Like a turtle-shaped odd ripple, or like a mantis-shaped odd ripple. You're not. You're not sure. It just seemed like it just. It's just weird. You just caught a glimpse of something that just seemed out of place on the on the water. How far down is the water from here? Oh, you're about 200 feet above the water. Was it a deck of many things shaped on ripple? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, it's a sentient deck of many things. Okay. Erdan, do you know the two that are sheepishly talking amongst do themselves? Do I know those two yeah. uh, armored persons? Yeah. Shiny McFace 1 and 2. Uh, you don't recognize them? Uh, there's something. Well, roll a history check. Not all elves know each other. <laughs> I'm assuming that. But I've never been to the yeah. ever. I got a crit. Oh yeah, uh, You're a special kind of help, right? I'm on the other spectrum of where we're going. <laughs> so, being your past and kind of you, you the places that you hung out. Uh, you do know these guys that they were kind of uh, 
they were younger in their careers back then, but they were part of the, the military guard. Um, but uh, you knew they were very smart. And you remember them being really good in uh, school and classes. And you thought, eh. you know, the military is maybe not what they're good for. They're Orphan a little nerd. more smarter for that strategist ambassador kind of thing back then. And what's the uh, shiny bobble around yeah. his neck? They don't use it. You're not sure? Make an arcana. You can make an arcana check. Is Bot making arcana check? Yes, Using his bardic uh, knowledge? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Hold the one. <laughs> you know exactly what you think it is. It's just not actually what it properly is. Yes. <laughs> uh, the, little vial of mouthwash. The ambassador is a. Uh... They come down off the prow and they kind of give you guys awkward looks and start heading towards the back of the back of the ship. You guys clearly don't like you. Clearly, Teodoro will walk up to the two of the ambassadors who walk, walk while they're walking past us. Mm-hmm. We're like, uh, it's nice to meet you. They they slow down and and kind of greet you. Uh, it's nice to meet you. Theodore, correct? Theodore, yes. Theodore. Um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm Vitaris, and this is Colomar. Very nice of you to meet. Um, how long will it take us to get to the Isle of Evermeet? Well, we, we traveled by regular ship, uh, which took us, you know, five, six days. I think they kind of look at each other. Yeah, about well, five, six days. That's about right. But we're making pretty good time here. This might be more like a, a three-day trip. Huh. From your speech in the throw, in the, the meeting area at the castle, you could gather that you're not the biggest fans of Erdan. <laughs> and they kind of just look at you kind of taken aback a little bit and i mean you didn't have to put it in so many words when you looked at him and said that but nevertheless more was said than with words uh erdan does have a history and the uh a well-known history in the isle of evermeet That's not going to be a problem for us, is it? And you see, Colomar uh, is about to say something, and Vartaris just kind of gives him a glance and says, "I would, uh, I would leave that up to you and Erdan to discuss and decide." Sounds good. As long as there's no trouble between you and him, there won't be any trouble between me and you. And I'll kind of like walk past them and I'll purposefully like bump into the shoulder and uh, try and slide a hand something off of the one I bump into. Okay. Um, roll a slide of hand. Well, that's not bad. Um, that's a 24. Uh, yeah, what are you sliding hand? 
uh, I'll just maybe pull something off their pocket. I, I'm not so fancy as to try and pull a necklace off somebody's head, but you know. <laughs> just the bobble. <laughs> Leave the necklace. Just, <laughs> just maybe something off of their, like, off their pouch or off their side. Uh, so you kind of walk away and you did grab something. Uh, you, once you get a little bit further away, you notice a little notebook in your hand. Do I see him take it? Uh, what's your passive? My passive is like 19. Yeah. yeah, unless you were looking at him specifically, you didn't notice anything. Okay. You just It was odd, though, that he bumps into him like, yeah, what a jerk. Or maybe you liked it, I don't know. Erdan, <laughs> you see in your head the image of a giant hairy dick. <laughs> what? Fishbot the pseudo dragon can impart <laughs> images on people. <laughs> There's no saves or anything. So you don't know where it this comes from. To you. you don't know where this comes from, but it's just a big like mammoth giant cock in your, in your mind. You're starting to, to question your sexual orientation. <laughs> what are you drinking? That's going overboard. <laughs> <laughs> I see that ability getting like just crapped on right now. <laughs> um, and the ambassadors kind of look at you, uh, Tiadar, when you uh, give them a shove and think, oh, that's rude. And they walk into the, the cabin there where the captain's quarters were. Yeah, I'll walk back to Lucan, who's paying attention to me, and uh, say, oh, they're not awful. They're obviously not the brightest, and I'll just hand him the book. He's like, they dropped it. You're handing it to me? Yeah. <laughs> Here's the stolen goods. That's a small leather uh, uh, notebook. Okay. Um... Diary of Calamari. Yeah, I'll read it later when I've got some privacy. <laughs> when that dick image comes in your head again. It's not my head, it's your head. In your head. You're going to put penis pictures in it? <laughs> and because Fizzbot doesn't sleep, he can do that all <laughs> night. <laughs> While you're going to sleep, all you see is dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> Where did he get images from, though? <laughs> oh, you're gonna have fun with this pseudo dragon. <laughs> you might be destroying the pseudo dragon. Oh no! <laughs> Can it really fly? Oh, uh, Lucan has the card. Is it Calamar's diary? Which one did you bump? Which one did I bump into? You bumped into Vitaris. It's Vitaris's. Okay. If uh, there's anything of note, make sure to pass it along, Luca. Okay. <clears throat> they get suspicious, they might come. Look, I did bump into them, but I won't have it on me. Um, Spoon Spoon comes out uh, from down below and he goes, uh, 
Food is ready. I spit in your food. Come, welcome. All right. Sounds like we're gonna eat, boys. And he so brings up. Uh, he brings some food up to. Uh, uh, up to uh, Yolana at the at the deck, and she thanks Spoon Spoon for it. And uh, Spoon Spoon heads down down lower decks there and uh, invites all you guys, waving his uh, feathered arm to follow. The captain comes out of his quarters, and the ambassadors they all start heading down to the dining room. We're going to join them. Yeah, let's all go eat. So uh, you sit down for crew. Uh, the whole crew is there, except for Yolanda, who's steering the ship. Um, Spoon Spoon, uh, the Kenko chef, he proudly enters the dining room with a, a big roasted goat platter. He sits it down in the middle of the table. There's potatoes, there's vegetables. And he looks at everyone with a proud look. And he says, I made this, and I spit in all of it. Uh, and the captain says, Spoon Spoon. That's not what we say about the food we serve. And spoon, I don't spoon. think birds can spit anyway, so we don't have to worry about it. Spoon, spoon thinks for a second, he says, ah, shit. There goes Gregaria spouting off again. When's our next port? Directly to the captain. And Gregorius's eyes just stare at Spoon Spoon and his face turns beet red and his kind of lips trembling a little bit. He was looking mad. And he looks at him and he says, uh, We'll need to talk, Spoon Spoon, later on who you've been learning these new words from. And he kind of looks around the table a bit. And anyone <laughs> who wants to look with him can do a give me their passive. 17. I'll look. <clears throat> My passive's 19. Okay. 14. Uh, so, Lucan, uh, you look, uh, look around and you see Slipknot the Dwarf who showed you how to Shoot the ballista. Yeah. You kind of, you see him just kind of gulp a little nervously, and he's scratching his beard a little nervously at the sound of that. Mm -hmm. uh, and the captain uh, looks at all of you and says, "Welcome, my friends. Uh, I would like to spend the night uh, tonight at the table here for all of us to get to know each other and, you know, uh, enjoy each other's company, enjoy the good food that uh, Spoon Spoon has brought to us." And, and uh, just, you know, get to know and enjoy safe passage and, and uh, enjoy each other's company. So please dig in. And uh, Spoon Spoon brings in some ale for everybody. And uh, there's wine, too. If you want wine, it's up to you. And, yeah, Luke uh, and will have the wine. Yeah. And so will Erdan. He yeah. threw his bottle overboard, so he's got to get <laughs> something that doesn't make his mind. <laughs> so uh, the two elves, they, they turn down the ale and go for the wine, too. All these hoity-toity elves. And uh, Slipknot definitely takes the ale. Did I hit someone on board uh, Laxo's boat with my bottle? <laughs> <laughs> they were a little far behind you. Um, yeah, so you're all sitting down and munching down. Is there anything? You got everybody except Yolanda here at the table. Uh, you guys can talk or ask questions or uh, whatever you'd like to do. It's just you just the various guests are kind of chit chatting amongst each other, and this will be a bit of a chance for you to to do that a little bit yourselves if you want. Lucan, you've never been to Evermeet. No. 
Isn't it like a place you can never get out of? Uh, no. Or it's hard to get in and out of? Usually only Alan's can go there. Right. And, and uh, Erdan, you, you were taken away from, uh, not taken, you were put on a ship to leave, but you're not sure how people come and go from Evermeet. You're not sure the process. Yeah. Um, I'd like to swirl the wine in my goblet and uh, and kind of sip it through a, a parted lips and, and just aerate the wine in my mouth. And what is your tongue doing? You want to role play your tongue? You see <laughs> visions of your tongue. Okay. <laughs> In the goblet. In the goblet. <laughs> oh man. Um, and I will. Like a cat laughing. <laughs> yes. uh, I will um, talk with uh, Vitaris and Calamar about about the full flavored experience of wine that uh, I'm experiencing, and and just kind of schmooze with them over the wine. And he does, you know, Vitaris. He gives you a cheers to the whole table actually he raises his glass and says you know to safe travels and a drink and he, he looks over he goes this is this is actually very good wine is it a, a red wine or, or it's a, white it's a, it's a red wine yeah yeah it's I, very full body spoon, spoon spoon he's like taking plates and putting <laughs> and just just tilted up a little bit too much what's that i want to mage hand the bottom of this goblet and just tilt it a little bit too much when he goes for a drink. Okay, fly the hand. Yeah. yeah. You see the vision of a high five. Is it one of these hands. invisible mage hands? Uh, it's a spectral floating hand, so no, it's not invisible. So it's not invisible. But you're looking at the image of your own tongue inside of a goblet. <laughs> so what are you saying? I have disadvantage? Yes. Uh, you you uh, roll a perception against this sleight of hand. A crit. Uh, you, you see this uh, hand coming up between your legs? Uh, that's weird. It's heading straight for the bottom of the goblet. Uh, can I, like, swat it out of the way? Or does my hand go right through it? It's spectral. It would go right through. Yeah, but then it couldn't tip the glass either. So I'd say you, you swat it out of the way so it doesn't tip your glass. Oh. So it... it it disrupts the spell enough that it can't do what it was supposed to do. It just kind of goes off to the side and starts whimpering back to Vincent. Whimpering. Wafts in the air away. Yeah. Well, you don't know who it came from, I guess. One of those wizardy types. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the elves are just kind of quietly talking amongst themselves. And uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? Can I can I see their lips moving? <laughs> uh, yeah, you can. So uh, I have the observant feet, and I can tell what they're saying to each other. Read lips, and and you see uh, Vitaris just like, have you have you seen my notebook? Like, I I thought I had it on me. It must be in my cabin. All right. Um, can I excuse myself? Sure. Uh, where's the head? 
and uh, they, they point it's it's up deck uh, in one of the smaller pods on the side. <laughs> Got a room with a view. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just goes. There's a little hole straight out of the ship. That's right. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> okay, I'll go and uh, lock myself in the head and uh, read the diary. Oh, okay. Um, so this is, uh, just more of a notebook of Vitaris and he's got different notes about this trip. Um, he does have a note in there that kind of grabs your attention. Uh, and he says, uh, Rotasso tells me to not make sure, um, if I see, uh, Erdan punch him in the face i don't know i understand the history there i mean what he did to his brother it's a, it's, it's a tragedy it wasn't a princess well, it was over a princess <laughs> that's uh, the only he, thing he shows he, he shows uh, he talks about a note about Rotasso speaking to them before they left uh talking right. about her and saying if, if he do, does run into him uh, as unlikely that would be in D&D fantasy land um, that uh, do me a favor and drive a sword through his neck what? Oh, it not was, just punch him in the face him in the basement. now and sword through his neck yeah, a little bit of both <laughs> first punch him and sword through the neck yeah that'll get him okay and, <laughs> and uh, uh and so, and then you know, he, um, you know, there's a little note in there saying, uh, "I understand, you know, his sentiment and where this is coming from, but that that was a little over the top." Okay, so and they talk. A... He does have other notes, you know, talking about how, you know, uh, get get more information on the drow, their movements, uh, what they know about in Waterdeep on the drow and there's some notes on Jarlaxle and their concerns about Jarlaxle being a drow. That's racial profiling. It's all in here. Um is there do I do I get the feeling or is there any like maybe like uh spell component list in the margin or like do I get the uh impression that um Vitaris is a wizard or a sorcerer or a, maybe a cleric. Like... I so, so you you leaf through the few more pages, and uh, um, there's a note saying the king the king has entrusted me with the the key to the isle. It must be protected. Is the key in the notebook? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, the next 10 yeah. pages are cut out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and it says, without the key, uh, getting to the aisle would be almost impossible. Okay. Okay, uh, and then um, before I go back to the dinner, uh, I'd like to put this diary in their room. Can I go to their room and 
Uh, roll an investigation to see if you can find the room. And okay. maybe a stealth as well. Okay. Investigation. We'll do one at a time here. Yeah, investigation first. Uh, my investigation is 21. Yeah, you're able to find the room, no problem. Let's see if uh-huh. nobody hears you going in there. My stealth is six. <laughs> All right. Nobody's there, though. Uh, so, so you're, yeah, you're everyone going else the, is eating. You kind of, the first first door you come upon, and and it's uh, you open it up, and you, you recognize uh, some of their uh, packs and some of their clothes that they had, and they put down, and uh, you know, sitting on their bed, their their uh, backpacks, and you notice right away that this is definitely their room. Okay. Uh, so I'll put the diary uh, in, in their pack. Okay. Uh, as you're putting it in the pack, uh, you hear behind you. Well, what are you doing? And you turn around and you see Colomar. Uh, not Vitaris, but the other one, Colomar. He's like, what, what are you doing in our room? What are you doing in the, that pack? Oh, I, I thought this was the bathroom. <laughs> Roll I deception. must be lost. Roll a deception. <laughs> At disadvantage. <laughs> I won't need disadvantage. <laughs> okay. Do you want to use your inspiration right now? Yeah, I'm going to use my inspiration on this roll. Because okay. it's disadvantage. What does that get to roll again with disadvantage? No, it's a straight roll. Just a straight roll. So I've got to roll again. Yeah. You get to re-roll the d20, right? Mm-hmm. Worst. <laughs> it's uh, he, not going to matter. It's so bad. He, um, he, he looks at you and his hand immediately goes to his sword hilt. Yeah, it's a, it's a three. Uh, you're lying. What are you doing here? And uh, he's going to see if he can see what's in your hand. He does not. Um, I won't ask again. Um, I was returning something. I was just returning something. And I'll show him the diary. And he kind of looks at you and takes it from you. Dragon makes him see dicks. <laughs> Why did you I not just... Face. And he hears the sound of dicks <laughs> slapping against his face. Oh, God. And I don't know this You've is done happening. this, Gord. You've done this to you. Yeah, you did this to you. Why did you want me to play this to the dragon? <laughs> That's why you did this to you. No fail. Um, oh, no, my goodness. He why says did to I you, why... Invisible? Why are you sneaking because into our room? I was room? thinking, they're all eating. I'm be fine. Yeah, what, how come this guy left the table? Uh, I don't know. He got up. He, uh, he's like, why didn't you just give it to us instead of sneaking into our room? Uh, I was I was trying to get away with uh, uh, returning it without you seeing. So you took it. Yeah, I'll fess up. I took it. What? 
Uh, and you hear him uh, yell out, Captain? It's not like I took your money. Captain. Captain Gregorius. Uh, he's yelling for him. You hear uh, some... And, and you guys notice, you hear this too, and Captain gets up. He walks out the door. Oh! Uh, the Captain walks into the door, and he's like, what, what, yeah, what's going on here? And uh, Calamar says, this person stole one of our uh, books and was attempting to return it but nevertheless they stole one of our notebooks from Vataris and Vataris comes around and you took my notebook? I yes. guess they know. And Gregorius looks at you is this true? Yeah I took the book. I was just trying to learn some knowledge about them without them knowing that I knew it. And he says, we don't put up with this kind of actions on my ship. And he calls, <laughs> he calls over Slipknot and uh, Slipknot, uh, take him up deck. And Slipknot kind of roughly grabs you. Uh, <laughs> same same with... Uh, um, himself, the captain, he grabs you on the other side and he's like, let's bring him up deck. I would assume we're all there, probably, right? If yep. everyone went with yeah. Definitely. And uh, the captain brings you up on deck. Are you resisting at all? No. And he oh, says... Great looking. And he says to you, he brings you to the edge of the railing. And he says, the penalty for stealing in my ship is to leave the ship. He sees an image of L'Oreal looking very uh, Jesus-like, like forgiving, very forgiving. <laughs> he, sees an image of... and he, and he shakes his head. He shakes his head around. And... He, he sees an image of her, his boss showing great forgiveness. <laughs> and he, he thinks, if we weren't on this mission, you'd be down there right now. And he says... For the rest of this trip, uh, and they bring you over to one of these pods that no one else saw. And he puts you in the pod and locks you in there. This will be your quarters for the rest of the trip. You lock me in like with a key? Yeah, this is the brig. Uh, it's on the map. It's uh, back here. Okay. And so it, it's got a little gate on it, iron bar gate, and it's just this tiny little... You can't even lie down stretched out. You have to curl to lie on the floor. And he says, we'll, we'll have to deal with you once we get to Evermeet. Okay. Well, um... And he takes well, the notebook we were, back from you. Well, we were all sitting down, uh, like, after Lucan left us. I wanted to ask the captain, while we were all sitting around, if there's any dangers we had to worry about on this ship, on this journey. Uh, so we can, the, is this before uh, this all happened? Yeah. Like, well, he was reading the book. I, I was wanted to know if we should be concerned about being attacked in any way. Well, I mean, we have been attacked by flying creatures in the past. Uh, luckily, uh, thanks to Vitaris here, uh, we can get through the storm that surrounds the Isle of Evermeet. Um, he says, that's right, right, Vitaris? He goes, Vitaris, yeah, he just nods yes. 
So I, I don't really have any concerns as, you know, just as long as the weather holds up and it seems like we got decent weather. Okay. Um, and then all the shit goes down. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Lucan, you are, uh, you're stuck in there. Okay. Locked away, lock and key. Why did you steal that book? And and so they everyone heads back to the dinner table, and the, the captain just kind of stands at the head of the table, and he's like, he kind of looks at the the party and says, "Look, I know he's your friend, but we don't put up with any kind of uh, stealing on my ship." And he says, uh, "I hope this won't happen again." He says, "Can I trust the rest of you?" Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not part of that group, so I'm distant from that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he says, well, let's try to enjoy the rest of our dinner. And, uh, you bring Luca and the rest of his dinner. Yeah, you hand it through the bars. Slide it under the door or whatever. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll bring a glass of wine. I'll cast Missy Step and jump to the other side of the bars. <laughs> no, don't do it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Oh. Uh, Yolena, who's uh, Yolana, who's driving the ship, he sees you. She sees you do this. She sees me do this. Oh, she's driving. Well, roll a deception or a stealth at disadvantage because okay. she's she's standing right here, driving okay. the yeah, but driving I the boat. See over the edge. I got I got twenty one for my stealth. Okay, so. You 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 appear in front of uh, uh, Tiadar and, and Jack, and they kind of hide you. They think she thinks they're just handing the food through the bars. Okay, and I I kind of chum it up there with uh, Tiadar and uh, Jacks for a minute, and I'm eating some food. I'm having some wine, and then I'll misty step back inside the bars again. <laughs> okay. You want me to roll a stealth for that too? No, if you're back there, that's fine. <laughs> but you're gonna have to do that every time you do that. That's fine. At least we know you're safe if we get attacked. That was my only concern. I don't know why you stole shit there. Probably not the best idea. You know, uh, there's probably a better way I could have got that information. Yeah. Those guys seem like douches. And, and yeah. Yolana looks at you, Tiadar, and goes, uh, you should keep better friends. No stealing on this ship. Yeah, if I stole it, I wouldn't have been caught. But it's good advice. Thank you. And she just looks so confused at you, like, no comeback, no nothing. <laughs> Uh, she could just kind of goes back to driving the ship. So, uh, I'll look at Lucan and be like, "Sorry." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see images of of uh, ocean waves and warm beaches. <laughs> so, um, 
my my pseudo dragon hollow deck. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's That's calming his new name, hollow deck. I mean, hollow deck. <laughs> the, uh, the cat the captain after dinner is going to bed because he's gonna take over flying the ship from Yolana for the night shift. And uh, uh, the two elven ambassadors retire to their room. Uh, Spoon Spoon is cleaning up the dinner and doing the pots and pans in the kitchen. Uh, Slipknot is just uh, smoking a pipe over on the deck there. And Yolanda's still still driving the ship. It's it's uh, evening now and the stars are starting to come out. Erdan's gonna go help Spoon Spoon clean dishes. Ah. Thank you for the help. I can talk. spit on you if you want. Don't talk. Don't talk. don't talk. Don't talk. Don't talk. Don't talk. I'm gonna go hang out in the observation <laughs> deck. <laughs> Up at the front. <laughs> um, you're you're uh, up there or or in the pod? In one of the pods. Oh, in the pod. Okay, so you can be there. He cracks into the glass. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what do you guys like to do? Uh, the evening's yours. Um, is there anything you'd like to do? Uh, Theodore will grab the bottle of wine as it's not probably finished and make sure to cork it and put it in his bag and I'll walk it over to Lucan and be like yeah sorry about that didn't mean for you to quite get caught I I, I thought everybody was eating at the table I thought I could have got away with uh, with being sneaky without having to spend yeah. any additional essence figures as much and i'll uncork the bottle and fill your glass back up recork it kind of set it in yourself hey this is uh not too bad i mean as long as you keep the the wine coming of all the places to be you know stuck in it at least it's got a view yeah anything uh of interest in there well, I'll look around the cell. Is there a... It, it's got a small little slot window, uh, solid floor, and then the bar door to the deck. Is there a bathroom? Like a bath? Like a... a oh, there's a little deep. hole in the floor. Huh. Uh-huh. Is there uh, any secret treasure map? Uh, roll an investigation. There we go. <laughs> Two week old boat. Two week old boat. Uh no. Uh investigation is a seven. Uh you know you're not sure. You kinda looked everywhere. It doesn't seem like there's anything here. It's literally never been used before. <laughs> so is there anything you guys want to do for the rest of the night or well, I'll do some uh, monk exercises out on the deck. Okay. Need some uh, tai chi for everyone. Flipknot's just going to kind of sit uh, against the railing and watch you. I'm gonna, <coughs> I'm gonna join if uh, I'm a, if Revy allows it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't, don't want to. I'm not. I'm not worried about it. I just kind of 
duplicate what you're doing without any real skill. Sure. Um, well, roll a d20 uh, acrobatics. You mean athletics, right? No. Uh, I'd say acrobatics. They're not strength <laughs> I was going to say performance, but you know. Oh, I'm fucking good at performance. That's my jam. <laughs> that is uh, 17. Yeah, you're keeping up to him. Uh, Revy's somewhat impressed. Um, so the rest of the night, unless you guys have anything you want to do, uh, uh, it's getting late. Um, Slipknot says, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit the deck and he, you know, he says the, the captain uh, replaces, uh, Yolanda at the wheel and he says, captain, let me know when you want me to, to come up and take, relieve you. And he says, yeah, in about, you know, five hours. And Slipknot goes off to bed. Yolanda goes to bed. I go to bed. It's pretty quiet on the ship. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go to my cabin as well. Okay. Where's the tent? So there's two cabins for you guys. You got his own bedroom. Oh. Yeah, I got private quarters. Private quarters. Okay. So there's two cabins for you guys. Uh, who's bunking together? Well, I was going to bunk with Lucan, but since I'm, he's not here, I guess I get the cabin. <laughs> uh, Jack, there's Jack. a uh, there, there's a, a hammock down in the in the lower decks for you. It. So hey, you guys can get Vincent. Yeah, there's two. Uh, there's a bunk bed in each uh, room, so there's two per room. Not a problem. Uh, everyone roll. You guys are going to bed? Yeah. Uh, just roll yeah. a uh, perception as you just listen to the creaking wood and the wind go by. Oof. 23. 21. 9. 23. Jesus, we're a perceptive one. Yeah, that's impressive. Except for me. <laughs> uh, you hear the uh, wind whistling outside. Um, it's starting to get a little cold as you're up top. You know, you're up in the air over the ocean. It's, it's a, the night's getting a little colder. Uh, and you notice that, Lucan, is, it's chilly in here. You got uh, wind whistling through your little cell there. Okay. Um, everyone going to sleep? On fire. Yep. Okay. So the night passes. Uh, you guys wake up in the morning, and that's uh, another bright, sunny day. Uh, you know, you got a good sleep. You kind of get up. You, you smell bacon and everything coming from below decks that uh, Spoon Spoon's working on. Uh, Lucan, you didn't really get to stretch out there. It's pretty tight quarters. You, you take a point of exhaustion. You start the day off with a point of exhaustion. Okay. And side uh, of yourself because that thing is super uncomfortable. You're like, I just need like ten minutes. I'll go outside, stretch it. <laughs> uh, and so Yolanda is back at the wheel. Could I have just used my misty step to leave the cell in the middle of the night so that I'm not all cramped? Uh, you're gonna ask me that after you get. 
to take well, out. Well, if you're going to give me exhaustion for being cramped in a cell and I don't want to be cramped. Sure. Okay. Uh, you can do that. Where are you, you going to misty step to? I can misty step to outside of the cell. Okay. And then I'll cast invisibility. Okay. And I'll go to sleep in my bunk beside Erdan. Uh, so the bunks are full. No, there was a there was a bed for me beside Erdan. Well, it's Tiadar, Vincent, Erdan, Revy. Uh, there there was two bunk beds. Yeah. Jack is down below, and there was another. Uh, so where was I to be? There there was going to be another hammock down below from one of you. Okay, so can I go find a hammock? Well, you can take my bunk. You got a spoon with. So you appear. Uh, you appear in the room, invisible. Uh, of Erdan. You're pretty soft. Yeah, you can snuggle next to me. Uh, I'm pretty comfy. cozy. Okay. Doc is down Let's below deck. You say something to me or? So no. right now, Erdan. Or, Lucan, you're, <laughs> you're in Erdan's uh, room. Very dick <laughs> All night. You uh, also got a question. Well, the thing is, I just need to transfer four hours. You don't even have to sleep. Oh, you can just like. Yeah, sit you see, down you actually see Revy just sitting on the bed, taking up half the bed. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I'll be in like a meditative. Yeah, yeah, you I could, don't you really need a bed to sleep in. I just need a place where I can trance that isn't as cramped as the cell. Yeah, so you could uh, you could go beside Revy. Are you uh, invisible still? For the first for an hour, for the first hour. Yeah, so okay. Uh, the bed kind of sinks a little bit as uh, beside you, Revy. That's weird. Um, uh, so the four hours I go need, by. You get a full. If rest. I need four hours of sleep, of sleep, or trance, yeah, I've got more than enough spell slots to continue casting invisibility. So you uh, wake up four hours later, or come out of your trance, and you're fully rested. You don't have a point of exhaustion because you're not stuck okay. in that. Maybe be like, oh, it's gonna be a long another four hours back in the hole. Uh, luckily, uh, you, uh, Slipknot didn't look into your uh, thing when he did his rounds. Look into your cell. Okay. Uh, yeah, the morning comes. Uh, what are you doing, Lucan? Uh, I've got enough. Um, well, I guess it's the next day, so I've got the next day's misty step to go back into the cell. Yeah, and you're you cast invisibility again. Oh, to get to the cell? Yeah, you have yeah. to see the where you're going, right? Yeah, you're, you're um, down below decks. Sure. Okay, uh, roll a stealth with advantage. Uh, uh, 12. 12. Uh, you uh, walk by the two ambassadors, and you, one floorboard just goes creak as you step in front of the door. Uh, the door opens, and Viteris is standing there looking right at you. Okay. What do you do? Uh, I, he's looking right at my invisible form. Yeah. 
He's looking right at you. Okay. I continue to walk back to the south. I'm not gonna. Uh, he just as you walk past him, he's still looking straight ahead, and then he looks left and right. That's weird. I thought I heard something out here. And he goes back into his room. So you get outside. Uh, you can see your cell now. You can misty step back in. Okay, so that's one invisibility and one misty step. Okay. Uh, and the morning comes and uh, the, the seagulls are kind of chasing your boat because it's the only place they can land and rest. Um, bright, another bright sunny day. Beautiful out. The sun's sparkling in the water and uh, we'll start off the day with a five minute break here. Everyone can do a little pee break and grab another drink. Ooh, sounds good. All right. I'll see you guys in five. I go make a pee. Okay, so we're good. Do it. All right. Uh, so in the morning, uh, you wake up. Uh, you know they they see Lucan is in the, the jail, so they're happy with that. And Spoon Spoon comes up, and they set up a table on the main deck there for breakfast out in the out in the bright sunshine. Uh, there's eggs and bacon and toast and <coughs> croissants and all the good stuff. Oh shit! Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> they're feeding you really well. And Spoon Spoon comes out. He's really proud. He's like, I spits in all the food. Thank you. Thank you for eating my Spoon Spoon food. I spit in it. Get out of my kitchen. <gasps> and, uh, you yeah, know, you all enjoy a, a really good breakfast. Uh, there, there's some stale bread that they send off to Lucan in a cup of water. <laughs> Bring him a plate. Yeah, if you weren't going to do it, I will. <laughs> yeah, they, and they don't stop you. They're just, uh, you know, they obviously know he's a friend of yours. So uh, the ship uh, starts lowering. They, they push the lever and it starts lowering towards the uh, water. And uh, the captain's like, yeah, uh, Spoon Spoon wants to get some fish for uh, dinner tonight. So uh, he... Uh, Can I guys... fish? Huh? Can I fish? Uh, and, you know, Slipknot, he's got a whole bunch of rods he's preparing. He's like, if you guys want to join in the fish here, yeah, absolutely. Oh, 100%. fishing minigame. <laughs> so, uh, I'm chill if you just run another hour of fishing simulator. <laughs> uh, so they lower the sails so the ship starts slowing down, you know, movement-wise, but it starts hovering and getting lower and lower, and it just kind of gently, uh, floats down into the water. And, uh, yeah, so he hands you, uh, whoever wants to fish, uh, hands you some bait and a fishing rod, and you guys are more than welcome to to roll for fish if you want. Roll for fish? Is that I'll a strength check? Fish. Is that and, uh, I like that? and Slipknot, it's an animal handling check. And, uh, yeah, fuck yeah. that. Uh, I'm out. Well, wouldn't it just be a straight <laughs> It's an animal handling check. So Slipknot yeah. says, uh, you know, we, we typically uh, put in a pool of five gold and the, the one with the largest is you the one with the largest fish uh catches the largest fish gets the pot so are you guys in yeah i just rolled the dirty uh, 20. sure so, so well i haven't asked anyone to roll yet so you make it over to the edge of the boat uh very carefully with your nat 20 or your dirty 20. <laughs> 
I haven't even explained how did you do yet. Um, so Yolanda, the captain, uh, pretty much the whole crew. Uh, so <laughs> there, there's about 50 gold in the pot there. And uh, oh, so everyone can make a, an handling, handling, or animal handling check to, to whip it out there and see how they I do. Gonna, uh, that's wisdom, right? Handle your animal. Ooh, that's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. Do I have to re-roll, Gord? Yep. Oh, no. <laughs> 20. 11. 12. 13. The uh, captain rolled a nat 20 for a 21. Oh, wow. <laughs> Minus one. <laughs> that sounds like bullshit. No, it was a nat 20. I rolled for each person, and the captain got he a nat 20. Play. <laughs> he plays. He's a, he's a great fisherman. So he takes the 50 gold. From you guys, you can knock off five gold off your. Uh, off your Nobody said I had to put it in the pool. Uh, but you, uh, whoever got over fifteen, still pulls in the fish, and uh, but uh, the captain definitely got in the, the biggest fish. Is everyone who's fishing was in on the, pool? No, he said that all the employees put money in. Uh, well, everyone who's everyone who's fishing. The employees. Not anymore. No. Yeah, you I was are. Only yeah you're an employee. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I stopped being part of your I was only an employee. Well, I was <laughs> you are an employee. You're on the road there for that. But... <laughs> that didn't work out too well, Eric. Right, so Spoon gold. Spoon gathers all the uh, fish. He's really happy. He goes down into the, the kitchen. Starts, my gold. starts prepping it. And uh, you do see uh, a sail. No, Off the in the distance of the horizon, uh, from the direction you came, you see three ships uh, on on the horizon, and they look like they're, they're just moving, us. moving quick. Why are we slowing down? We got to win this race here. Oh, you guys didn't make a bet, did you? No. Well, we got our fish. We can we can get going now. So uh, he he pushes the lever and uh, the water ballast comes out and ship starts rising. The the sail uh, lowers and you start taking off forward movement again. And, uh, is there anything you guys wanted to do for the day? I'll just help out around the ship. Uh, there's an opportunity to jump in the water too if you just felt like bathing or whatever. I like getting wet. Can, can I use my pseudo dragon like a familiar where I can see through his eyes? But all he sees is dicks. That's what it is. It, it, so, it works just like that. So then, if I'm stuck in my cell, I can at least uh, uh, see through the pseudo dragon's eyes and kind of keep and keep tabs on what's happening in the rest of the ship. Absolutely, and. Uh, no problem. Um, I'm gonna um, walk up to Laukan and say, "Hey, you want to you want to uh, mind meld with me so that I can keep you appraised of what's going on?" Mind meld? Yeah. You do mind melding? Yeah, it's one of the things I do. Mind melding. One of the many things I do. You too. Okay, good. So for the next six hours, we are psychically linked. 
Oh, you, you, the, the three of us. The... So, so we, I can send. You can communicate with me or him. I send dicks to your mind. <laughs> no, it's just communication. Nothing but you. Dicks. You look that up first, right? Yeah, I'm gonna look it up now because I didn't think of that. <laughs> really? You didn't think that that would. I didn't happen. think you would be so immature. <laughs> <laughs> no, you never send any dicks to me. That was to Erdan, right? So I don't yeah. know. I don't know either. Well, it's a pseudo dragon sending dicks, not Jack. Yeah, That's right. But it Jack. wasn't to me. It was to Erdan. So That's I wouldn't true. even know the, this is the kind of shenanigans that he. Nah, does. it's just Erdan has a boner for some reason. You don't know why. <laughs> Morning wood. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> So if something goes wrong, we can let you know immediately. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, the day is free. Uh, everything is kind of, you can suntan, you can chat with people, you can play some poker if you wanted or whatever you want to do. So uh, Play some know. more what target practice, with ballista target practice if you want. I'll just uh, kind of explore the ship, see if there's anything interesting. Uh, sure, roll an investigation. No. Nope. Yeah, I mean, you kind of look at where you've seen before. <coughs> yeah. I do some stretching and I go up to the crow's nest a little bit and just kind of wander around. Okay. Yeah, you guys are starting to get a little bit angsty being on this ship now, second day. And uh, the captain does say, you know, we, we've got some good winds here. Uh, we, we might be even be able to, to make the outskirts of the island tonight. Well, actually, it's the number of people with proficiency bonus. So I'll do you too. So the four of us can communicate together for success. Does anybody want to spar? <laughs> oh, Spitz says, I, I got 10 gold on the, uh, on the monk. Anyone can beat him. You mean Slipknot? Spitz. Why do I call him Spitz? That's, that was your uh, guy, wasn't it, Jason? Yeah. yeah. yeah sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm appropriating. Uh, Slipknot says, I got 10 gold. Yep. Yeah, that was warm. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just got to bring all these worlds together, all the campaigns, and then we have all everybody in one campaign. Every character. <laughs> so Slipknot puts 10 gold on... Uh, yeah, he says, do it. He announces to everyone. Ten gold if you can take out the monk. What monk? Revy. Oh. Are you going to take him on? I have no reason to fight him. Whip his ass. Did you hear what he said about your mother? <laughs> you telling me this in my mind? Yeah, and she fucks like a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> father was a hare. I will take on the Erdan. I will defeat Erdan in Mortal Kombat. Ah, uh, you challenge Erdan? You challenge the cleric. <laughs> the cleric with a dirty mind. And the entire time we're fighting, Fizzbot is attacking Erdan's mind with all of his psychic. <laughs> taking this very personally. 
and you do see off in the distance, uh, looks like a cloud formation on the horizon as the day goes on. Are, are you guys doing a, a scrap here or what's happening? No. Okay. Well, I, I don't think so. So is there anything you'd like to do for the day? Just try out all your character's abilities. First hand? I did already. <laughs> that was it. Mine link. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> daggers. <laughs> Who do you want me to throw a dagger at? The monk. <laughs> all right. The, uh, the the two ambassadors up at the prow of the ship again, they're kind of enjoying the view and pointing at the clouds. Talking. Do the two of them like ever separate or are they always together? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. The Colomar did leave to go to his cabin separately. Last but night. like throughout, throughout the day, just like wandering around. Oh, no, they do. They do separate every once in a while. They don't always hang out. So, um, if, you, if you wait a little bit, yeah, you, you know, Colomar goes back to his cabin for a bit, going to take a nap. And by terrorist, he kind of sits out at the prow and soaking in the sun. I'm going to spend a, a little while watching the brig while um, Slipknot does his rounds. Does he like test the lock every time he walks by or anything like that? Are, are you going to are you gonna tell the captain if he blinks out of there? No. Oh. I just want to know if they test the lock or not on the... Oh, when the they do the rounds? Uh, no, they just kind of walk and make sure he's in there and... Yeah. All right. Uh, and that's Lana and Slipknot and the captain. They will when they they take turns driving the the ship, and when one's driving, the other one will do a round and then go off and do a nap, and they kind of switch off that way. I'm going to let everybody that I'm telepathically linked to know that it doesn't seem like they really care about the lock that much. If somebody wanted to pick it, <laughs> like message received. Thank you. <laughs> I could try, but I'm probably as good as others might be. Uh, this guy works for the captain. Can you trust this guy? Yeah. He's been kind enough to lose. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's awesome. He was jumping on the glass floor with me. Like, <laughs> no. It seems funny. He doesn't really seem like he's part of the crew. No, I don't really do anything. I was told I was hired as an entertainer, but this ship isn't big enough for entertainment. So I think you're hired as a muscle to carry the cargo on and off the ship. That's not what the DM told me. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, uh, the, the first night, uh, yeah, he didn't ask you to do the entertainment because he just wanted more talking. But uh, you tonight, tonight you'll have your chance, sir, uh, Jack. <laughs> like a, a performance, like a there you go. So, so like an illusory sort of magic type performance thing. That's why I got the top hat and the tuxedo. Uh, I'm a magician. Okay. okay, okay. Yeah. Illusionist. Yeah, I'm so, an illusionist. So, so the day moves on. Um, you know, it start, you guys are just kind of milling about and doing your own thing. Uh, so we get to more dinner time, and you know, Spoon Spoon comes in and says, "I need you all to come down. We eat fish, fish today. Lots of spits in the fish, fish." Get out of my kitchen. And uh, he invites everyone down into the dinner table, except for Lucan, of course. Leon's horrible. <laughs> Just use as, most, as many vile words as you can think of. Uh, so you guys are all sitting around the table. Uh, 
spoon 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 brings out the the fish that you guys caught today as well prepped there's lemon there's garnish uh there's rice it's fantastic uh brings out the wine and the ale for you guys and uh yeah so um the captain gregorius he says you know it's it was a great day today we got lots of uh distance to our uh well, the winds are definitely at our backs today, so uh, I think we're ahead of schedule. We, we might hit the outskirts of uh, Evermeet tonight. Um, so let's, uh, to celebrate a bit, uh, he turns to you, Jack. Uh, I heard you have some uh, performance abilities here. Uh, would you like to give us a show? Sure. I need some targets set up. Oh, okay. Well, whatever you need. Uh, um, I need to, I'll need a volunteer. Anybody volunteer? I'll volunteer. I'll an apple off of the table and put <laughs> it on exactly top of his hand. That's exactly what my performance is. Revy stands up to volunteer. The second uh, he does that, out of nowhere, a um, psychic dagger appears and I whip it through the apple, hopefully. Oh, roll an attack. <laughs> Actually, is this the performance? I'm going to, um, or like, I'm going to actually, as this is happening, I'm going to steal myself and I'm going to attack recklessly. I want to cast Blade Ward on myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nat 20. Oh, uh, so. Uh, you whip it out his head, and and Revy, you see this. You, you try not to move, and you don't move. And this blade goes right through the apple, it takes it off the head, sticks it onto the wall, and it just kind of slowly falls off the dagger, perfectly split in two pieces. <laughs> and while you guys are staring at that, uh, uh, they just fall to the floor. These perfect uh, slices of uh, apple, uh, about twenty feet behind Revy. Excellent work. Nice, and Gregorius is clapping. He's like, that's, that's amazing. Do it again. <laughs> and so the performance is mostly just um, like juggling with daggers and throwing daggers strategically through different um, obstacles. And oh, roll a performance check. All right. See if you kill anyone. Recklessly perform. Oh, I fucking suck at this really bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I think an eight. An eight, so you're juggling daggers and stuff, and then you drop one, and it just misses. Uh, uh, <laughs> it just misses Teodar's foot. It lands right beside him, sticking into the floor. And you know, oh, you're, you're... All... can I grab this knife? No. Wow. This, uh, as soon as I use the knives, they disappear. So like, I'll be like, go to grab it, and be like, oh. Which At this time, can... like as he's performing, I'll like kind of make another plate for Lucan, grab another bottle of wine and a cup, and all. Walking over <laughs> his, uh... It's so bad you walk out. Mid performance. Turn it off strong. Maybe I'll get better when I get to the second act. And I'll walk over to Lucan and it'll be like, uh, here's some fish and some rice and uh, another bottle of wine to keep you company. Oh, thank you. Uh, I reach out and I touch you and I cast greater invisibility. What? Oh, God. Okay, right. Greater trouble. That only lasts a minute. Yeah. So for the first 30 seconds after I pass the plates and everything, I'll take my thieves tools out and I will 
unlock the cell. So at least you could just like open the cell and shut it and not lock it. Like, because you need the key to lock it. <laughs> Roll a sleight of hand. It looks sleight like of a hand? It's a fairly, or, like, uh, or a, sorry, a dex, a dex check for to unlock it. You want thieves' tools? Yeah, thieves' tool. No, that was the same, anyways. Uh, 22. Yeah, it easily clicks. It's a simple lock. Um, and uh, roll a roll a stealth because Yolana uh, um, is still at the wheel. Uh, with 20, with so. advantage because you're invisible. Yeah, it's uh, nineteen. Where, where did you? Yeah, but you just disappeared right in front of the door. Yeah, I'm see through now. Yeah, so, yeah, so roll stealth checks with roll it. Roll to see if she saw you just disappear. <laughs> Noticed uh, you disappear. Like advantage or non advantage? Well, this is more of something changed. There's no advantage. Okay. Uh, you, went, you went invisible in, in front of someone? See if they noticed. I the the sure. cell is within eyesight of the ship's wheel. I rolled a twenty-eight for my stealth. So I just, the, I the, the ship's wheel is right there, and yeah, you're right, right there. Yeah, but, but way I'm, down below. I'm so, no, way down no, below. You walk, no, after. you walk over and go into that. They, the door is like right here. Okay. So yeah, she doesn't. Okay. She doesn't, she doesn't notice. She's paying attention, looking behind her at something. Yeah. So, uh, you unlock the door. You turn invisible. Um, she doesn't notice at all. Walk behind her and just wait until you come visible. <laughs> Boo! You got one minute. I know. I'll. Uh... The whole ship goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want that. Out. I'll walk back to the dinner party very quietly, and uh, while I'm behind, oh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, Z, not Vitaris. Vitaris. Yeah. I'll be like, you should have been a little more kind. Not everyone needs to be so harshly dealt with. And then I'll just like walk back to my seat, or like I'll walk past, like and back out, and then just become visible. And oh, you were invisible when you said that. Yeah, yeah. And he kind of looks around. Yeah, he doesn't. Know. He's like, "Did you hear that?" And I'll walk back out and like wait for the invisibility. You're like, how the fuck, how fucking long does this take? <laughs> and I'll finally drop him. Like, oh thank God! And then I'll walk back in. And, uh, and as you walk back in, uh, Vitar, Vitaris actually stands up and he kind of walks past you. The Alvin Liches. Vitaris walks past you as you walk in and he heads up to the top deck. I'll just kind of nod and just kind of like not scowl at him, but just kind of like and make sure to like pass out of his way. Okay. And uh, Lucan, you see Vitaris walk up towards you. He nods at Yolana and he kind of walks to your cell door and he's just kind of looking at you. The, the green gem is glowing in the night like it always does. And uh, he says to you, what were you trying to do uh, taking my notebook? We're just trying to learn more information about you guys. 
Yeah, but uh, you could always ask. Like, um... Yeah, it wasn't the right thing to do. Well, you guys keep beating me up about this. Come on, like, I've been in this cell for a whole day now. Well, to be honest, I didn't put you in there. I just, that was the captain. Yeah, well, maybe you could speak to the captain on behalf. I mean, it's pretty um, uh, strict, pretty harsh uh, judgment. Um, being that uh, the item that I stole, I returned, and then it was, uh, it was, you know, just a misunderstanding because I, I, I just wanted to know about you without actually um, t- talking. And he kind of just ponders a bit and says. You know what? It's we've all made mistakes, and uh, for, forgiveness is important. Let me just think about it a bit. I need to get some fresh air here. And he uh, walks away to the front of the boat. Uh, what's everybody? Anyone else doing anything? How's Erdan? Um, We're getting can close. I? Home. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's in the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Colomar gets up and he's like, "I'm gonna turn in early." And uh, uh, he, he says, "I've got some letters to write and and uh, some reading to do." So he's uh, heads off to his quarters. I'm gonna. Can I uh, try exploring again? Sure. Uh, roll an investigation. One more time. Nothing. Nothing. Nah, you just, it's the same thing. You you keep looking in the same places. Yeah. Anyone else doing anything? Do it. Do it. Do it. What? Tandar will go over to Slipknot. Be like, um. That machine that shoots the arrows. Can I give that a whirl? And he's been a little well, tipsy. And projectiles kind of. Yeah. I can usually use my own bow, and but you know. He's been drinking a little bit and uh, he's like, well, we never do it at night, but sure, let's go up and do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really dangerous. <laughs> And he starts stumbling up the like, stairs. Is it like like the sun is going down or like the sun's gone? The sun's down. Okay. Then I won't ask him to do it. Oh, okay. In the middle of the night, I can't even see what I'm hitting. <laughs> there's, some, there's some lanterns on the deck. But... Yeah, but who would be in that 20 and hit something in the dark? Yeah, exactly. I'll hit something huge in the middle. Does it look like I hit something? Yeah. <laughs> Taking out <laughs> shit. Yeah. yeah, he was just looking to see. Was, hey, when you just attack me? What the fuck? No, I'll wait till tomorrow morning. Okay. Is anyone else doing anything? I'll keep the psychic connection going. Okay. I'll do my uh, nightly. Uh, I'll do my some couple more stretches out on the deck before uh, calling it in. Okay. Um. Uh, so Vitaris has sort of wandered off amongst yeah, the he, ships. Yeah, he seems to like the prow of the ship. He likes the view up there. He's by himself up there. 
Uh, so Vincent's gonna sort of wander out somewhere a little bit more private. Okay. And then cast disguise self to look like Vitaris. <laughs> look just like that guy. Yeah. Same okay. guy. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm gonna wander into his room, and I'm okay. gonna start rummaging through the bags to see if there's anything interesting. And you see Colomar in there. He's at a desk in there, and he looks up at you. and Goes, "Oh, yeah, are you calling it a night?" Uh, yeah, I just gonna go through the bags, make sure that nothing else is missing, and just do an inventory of everything before we before we get home. Does disguise sell? Uh, disguise the voice as well. Okay, so roll a deception to uh, convince him that you're him. Roll three ones <laughs> and a two. You could use any of those. <laughs> there is another brig on the other side of the ship, too. <laughs> just, <laughs> just so you know. That's a 22. Nice. Oh, yeah, it's a good idea. You know, it's we don't know this group at all, so it's best we check. They, they don't seem dishonest, but never never be too careful. Just... Well, I mean, they all seem okay. I was actually surprised that that Lucan guy was, you know, they seem like a great bunch, but when people start taking your stuff, I just don't what's, trust it. You know? What's weird is I, I never remember being close enough to them that he would have been able to lift it. It's it's, it's the oddest thing. Uh, maybe he magicked it away from you or something. Uh, what are the odds that somebody could be able to do that to me? He, he could have. Maybe you did leave it in the room and he just took it from there. The and then he, he starts thinking about it and he's rummaging through his own stuff now, wondering if some of his stuff is missing. So you rummage through his bag and you see, uh, you know, a couple of rations. You see uh, a nice uh, dagger. There is a uh, uh, about twenty platinum. Use that. Okay. Uh, just a couple, <laughs> uh, a couple letters. Uh, looks like family letters that he's opened and uh, just more personal from family and stuff like that. Um, uh that's about it um i'll, I'll sort of look through and do the like no it seems everything's here what what about your stuff are you missing anything and he's rummaging through it looks like everything's here and as he sort of turns to rummage and everything i'll pocket dagger and 10 out of the 20 platinum. Okay. Uh, roll a stealth with advantage. Or sleight of hand with advantage. 16. Yeah, you uh, you pocket it, it just as he turns around and he he kind of looks at you and he's like, and he turns back to look at the stuff. He's, you're just taking stuff from your own bag. It's, yeah. It's no big deal. I'll sort of put the bag off to the side again, and I think I'll go get a little bit of air before I bed down for the night. Sure. Yeah. No, I've. Uh, I'm just gonna do some reading here. I'll uh, 
I'll, I'll see you later. What, the genuine uh, article doesn't show up while you're there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course! Well, he didn't uh, roll that, too, for uh, stealth, either. I, while, I'm, uh, while I'm exiting, I'm going to just fiddle with my finger a little bit and pull a fingernail off and put it on the floor in oh. the room before I leave. Got it, buddy. Well, okay. <laughs> you're leaving a fingernail in the room. Sorry? You're leaving a fingernail in their room? Yeah. Okay. Just somewhere very nondiscreet. Okay. Yeah, it just kind of falls into the corner. And... and then I will I will leave, get out of sort of vision of it, and I will drop the disguise self and wander off. Okay, where are you heading? Um I'll go up to Lucan first. And here's a dagger. Can you hang on to it for me? <laughs> no, I have a bag of holding. I'm going to throw it all in there. It's fine. Um, I'll wander over and I'll sort of sit beside the cell and be like, "So you want to you want to stretch your legs or?" Sure. Uh, and you see uh, Slipknot has taken the wheel now. Do a, do a little uh, little switch. Do a little dance. Well, the, a little cell's, the cell's open <laughs> now. We can still we can walk in and out. But um, so Slipknot is like one Slipknot twenty feet away from, from here. Oh yeah, yeah. He'll away at some point in time. So what are you guys okay. doing? Minor illusion the door to be closed. And then Okay. Just minor illusion the door is like five feet farther forward. And then just like <clears throat> then you're safe in, in then the... you then I can open the door behind the minor illusion. Yeah. Yeah, I could do that. Uh, have an hour? Yep. So <laughs> I'll I'll do the minor illusion door switcheroo. Okay. So that I can become, uh, that we can get in and out. And Vincent's going to take my place in the cell as me, and I'm going to slip out as him. And you look over at Slipknot, uh, who's had a bit to drink, because uh, he was talking to Theodore, and, you know, he's just kind of singing these songs, and he's not even paying attention. He, he looks like he's drunk driving a little bit here. <laughs> the ship's swerving around. Yeah, it's, sometimes it's leaning off to the side. And, uh, and he's just like singing songs and he's just whooping it up by himself. So I'll cast this guy's self again and look like Lucan and wander in through the minor illusion door and take my seat for the next hour or so. And okay. Let him stretch his legs for a bit. Sure. So I I see Vincent walking up to me on the ship, and we're all te- we're all uh, telepathically linked. So in my mind, I say, I'm gonna I want to talk to Vincent. And there's a guy in front of me looks like Vincent. So who do I talk to? So you're talking to the guy who's. In you the... talk to everybody. 
right? We're all. No, like, you can talk to anybody of the four of us. Not all at once. Not all at once. No, not. Yes, so you're talking to Vincent in the brig. Okay, so if I think I'm talking to Vincent, I'm actually talking to you, but I'm like, hey, how's it going? Hey, yeah. You want to go get a drink or whatever? Where, where, where is everybody, too? Like, where's, like, uh, Revy, you're doing uh, some moves on the deck. <laughs> yeah, I'm not good. doing much. Okay. <laughs> he with speaks Revenant. to me, and then yeah. I have to listen to my earpiece to hear you <laughs> tell me how to answer. <laughs> but you said we're, we're all telepathically linked, so I could tell Luca, you could talk to whoever you want, I think. So I could relay the message, and it's just a game of telephone at this point in time. <laughs> yeah, for a number of Jack told you to go fuck yourself, pass it along to you and speak telepathically with them. Oh, so not to each other. Just to you. For a number of hours equal to the number of dice rolled, the chosen creature can speak telepathically with you and you can speak with Okay, I guess right. we can't all so speak. You to can each speak other. to me. To you or you, but you can't speak to each other. Right, but when you say I'm gonna speak to Vincent, I don't hear it. No, you don't. He hears it and can respond to you yes. telepathically, even though I'm and standing think, in front of you. And I think you're responding, even though he's responding. Yeah. That's <laughs> great. And you give him this weird look, and he's like, <laughs> "Right, the face doesn't match the telepathic." <laughs> <laughs> to send and receive messages, you and other creatures take no action and must be done within one mile of each other. So I'm nodding my head. Yeah. He's saying no, no, <laughs> no fucking way. No, I'm, I'm a little tired. I don't even know now. who you are. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what what is everyone doing? Well, I will. Yeah, where's the rest of the party hanging out at this point? I mean, dinner's over. Dinner's over. A uh, couple guys went to bed. The, the the captain's sleeping. Yolanda's sleeping. Slipknot's driving the boat a little haphazardly. Um, Colomar's gone. To, well, he's reading. Uh, Vitaris is up at the prow, just looking at the night sky. Uh, and what are you guys doing? Uh, Tadar will join Revenant in some of his exercises. Okay. Me too. Okay. Gotta stay limber, man. Rule number 17, limber up. Zombieland. <laughs> All right. um, I'll, go, I'll go to Slipknot and, and make sure he keeps this thing on track um, as Vincent. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, whoever's down on the main deck, I'd like to know your passive perception. 12. Uh, uh, 14. Yeah, I think I'd be hanging out with guys on the main deck. So. Yeah. What's your passive? Uh, I think it's 17. And uh, actually, you're on the you're at the aft castle, right? I'm the aft castle with the with what's your what's your passive? Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. Even even though it's far away, you're you're kind of uh, you're looking at you're kind of with Slipknot and kind of you know he's chatting it up and just kind of slurring his words and you kind of look over the deck, you see everyone doing their uh, exercises with uh, Revy trying to follow him. And, you look ahead of that even and you see uh uh Viteris just sitting at the prow of the boat and um you, you think you see movement at the front of the boat and you kind of look and 
there's a a black smoke that creeps over the edge of the uh, prow of the ship beside him, and it starts snaking up the side of his leg. I'm behind him. On Slipknot? On my terrace. The terrace. Um, No biggie. Okay. It was him who had the key, right? You think that's weird. Like maybe he's smoking a pipe or something, but it's like approaching him instead of going away from him. Warn him. (laughs) I can can warn Jax. That's it. I can say, Jax, there's some smoke crawling up the Taurus's leg. Check out, check it out. Okay, I will bound over there. Yeah, I'll jump over there. Hop to it. I will Wrong. bonus action jump forty-five feet over. Be like, how the fuck does Luke can't see it? He's in the cell. Roll, roll a uh, perception, Jack. <laughs> uh, Fifteen. Okay. Uh, you you see some kind of movement, but it some smoke around him but you're not sure what it's doing and then it seems to disappear somewhere um lucan are you still staring at him while you're talking to him he gave me a like a, a warning that had yeah. some urgency yeah right? it's just you, you couldn't you just uh, the way the that's so, be a little i gave more him a mind link yeah yeah so you you don't quite perceive it as well as lucan does but you did see some kind of smoke around him uh, Lucan, you actually see the smoke curl up over his back shoulder and it goes into his ear and disappears inside of his ear. But I wouldn't just stop. You you saw smoke around it. him and then it disappeared somehow. You're not sure where it went. But the concern that I was given just goes away? No, I mean, what do you want to do? You were, told, you were told something. You saw something odd around him. What do you want to do? I'm going to go see if he's safe. I'm going to go run up to him. Okay. So you're able to run up to him and he's standing right beside him. Move really, really fast. So you're standing right beside him and he's just kind of looking out over the, over the deck. Are you okay? And he kind of, just kind of looks straight ahead and turns to you looks you in the face and kind of a blank stare in his look face and then he just turns looks out over the water in the sky doesn't say anything in response all right i guess i've never talked to this guy so i don't know if that's weird or not should i just stab him He has to be a dock master for that. <laughs> what do you want to do? So he's five feet away from the edge, right? I could just shove him over the next. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, you're both kind of on this narrow little platform. <laughs> All right. You got a railing on it, but. Uh, there's danger here. Are you safe? Talk to me. And he just keeps staring out over the water. The fuck's your problem? I'm gonna shove him, like, like push him a bit. Uh, you give him a shove, and he loses his balance. And he falls to the ground. Falls overboard. No, he falls I, to the ground. I'm not trying to like move him, but I want to like. Yeah, he I just he, like, shake he him. didn't have his balance, so he falls to the ground, and he 
without even looking at it, he just kind of stands up again and looks out over the water. Something fucking wrong with this guy. I'm going to say to all three of the guys I could talk to, there's something fucking wrong with this guy here. Lucan said there's something wrong and he, he's not human or something. Okay. He's just silently looking out over the water. Um, I'll run and go get his uh, companion. Does Erdan see this happen? Okay, you, uh, you run down and grab him. Okay. Uh, well, you, uh, if Jack is yelling out, yeah, you, you'd hear Jack. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna move on up there. This guy's fucked up in the head. Oh, you got control. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you threw me off the boat. Yeah, you're, you're fall to your death. <laughs> I'll let you, you move it. There you go. So you're you're kind of standing beside him. That guy's not even human. What do you mean he's not even? He's human? not responding. He's catatonic. Well, I'm pretty sure he's an elf. No, so. <laughs> I bitch slap you off the deck. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus action. Bonus action. Bitch slapped. <laughs> All right. Can I bring his uh, companion up? Yeah, so you, you wake up, you, you go into Colomer's or you knock on his door and he answers and uh, he's like, yeah, well, how can I help you? Uh, something's wrong with uh, Vitoris. Uh, can you... Uh, oh my God. Can you come what? check him out? Yeah, let's go. And you guys go running out there. And, uh, what are you guys doing? The rest of you? Well, just relay to the, the friend what I've seen. But he's not responding. Uh, he takes a step onto the railing. Who does? Vitaris. Uh, I don't let him. What does Calper do? You need to roll a strength check. An athletics check? Yeah. Athletics. That's my fucking jam. I rage first. <laughs> That's your second. You're gonna... I haven't raged yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. I reckless once. That's a 20. What was it? I don't actually rage. Sorry, what did you roll? 20. Because uh, he rolled a nat 20, but those don't count on checks, right? Checks. No, but he's still probably got a plus. He's got a, he's got a plus one strength, so he rolled a 21. So you, uh, you, you grab him and he slips out of your hand. Uh, yeah, isn't Calamar right there? Calamar is running towards him with Revy. Well, he's not there yet. Erdan's going to try and grab him as well. Okay, you can do it at disadvantage because uh, uh, Jackson kind of in your way. Why don't you just help me? Yeah. Just oh, yeah, assist, assist him, give well, him assist advantage. Assist me because I'm really fucking yeah. well, well, So, you know, I, I, Erdan's going to have to roll because you've already rolled, Jack. That disadvantage, eh? I got expertise and max a strength. 15. A fifteen? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you reach for him and you grab his cloak, but it—he leaps off the edge. And well, he cloak... has to make a new roll too, right? Yeah, he has to make a new. Opposed. A new roll. Check. Check. Well, he yeah, already he rolled his, his twenty. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, was, that was. Yeah. And you were, you were, you were helping Jack by rolling against his twenty. 
<laughs> now, well, no, doesn't the health action give a jack advantage? Like, you gotta no, pick one. It's either a new roll. Okay, or okay. Jack okay, I'll give jack advantage then. Sure. Okay, right. every roll. Oh, fuck, that's a now one. Oh, 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 he, he, leaps, the necklace? he leaps off the edge and Colomar screams, No! Uh, and he falls. You see him falling. Gord, how high are we? Uh, we're about 200 feet off the ocean. How? Oh no, that's too high, Gord. Why are we so it's high? How, um, how much distance is the boat? How long is the boat? Uh, well, those are five foot squares there, so five, ten. How long are these ropes that are hanging off the off the ship? This is actually about a hundred and forty foot long boat. What? So seventy five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Yeah, about seventy feet halfway, so one hundred and forty. There's nothing I can do. Uh, uh, these ropes, can... these ropes hang down about thirty feet below the. Oh, so he's already passed them. He's already yeah. passed them. He falls five. What's the point of having ropes then? If he and, and he's just he's he's not he's not like doing a parachute. He's just like still that catatonic state, just tumbling slowly through the air. Or I leap off arrow like just full like swan dive after him. He says, "Shit, okay." Uh, what was it? Yes. Uh, so you're doing? <laughs> you're doing goldfish. <laughs> roll, roll a, uh, I don't know, what does it take for skydiving? Um, stupid. <laughs> roll a stupid check? Yeah, you, you roll your d20 and you subtract your intelligence model. <laughs> <laughs> He's got about 50 feet on you there. <laughs> Revy's got 50 feet on you. I'm going for it. By the time it. you leap off. I'm going for it. It's, okay. It'll be fine. Okay. No, no, who wants to make a new character? Fine. Uh you leap off and you go You're diving after him. Uh give me uh I guess an acrobatics to try and get the least air resistance. Yeah. Okay. And then he's two hundred feet below us. Um start lower and hit the ship, damn it. What's yeah. that? Too late. Fifteen? 15. Yeah, so you catch up to him about 10, 15 feet. Yeah. Uh, but now he's about 100 feet away from the water, and you're at about 130 feet behind him. I'm 130 feet behind him? Or Don't sorry, no, me. you're at 130 feet above the water, and he's uh, okay. 100 feet above the water. Okay, I'm uh, no, you're 140. Sorry, you're at 140. He's at 100. Okay, can I reach him before the water gourd? Uh, so basically, when you roll a deck, uh, an acrobatics, I'm saying that's how much closer in feet you get to him. Okay, so there's like oh, 40. And he's doing roll? he's doing 50 feet every every roll. He's doing 50 feet. He, and so he's got two rolls, so I'd have to get two 20s basically. Yeah. Or you dropped a hundred. Okay. Can I try for? Can I double that? Or can I? Uh, can I dash in the air? You can't dash in the air. 
Okay. Uh, I'm gonna still try and reach him. Okay. Your dash. Just gonna step of the wind. That's a nat twenty, Gord. Oh shit! You 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 plus you seven just... is twenty seven. Holy shit! Yeah, uh, you just gained twenty seven feet on him. So now, uh, okay. this last one. <laughs> oh, this is right at the wire. Uh, you have to. Um, Roll it, yeah, 15, 15 or better. You have to beat a 15. Okay. I got 22. Nice. nice. You catch him with about five feet to the water, and you guys are burning. Like... Feather, feather falling. <laughs> feather fall? Okay. Feather, feather so falling. I'm trying to think how this would work. Even if a feather fall brought you to an instant slowdown, that's still a lot of damage. It's, it's, uh, it's 60 feet. Was it? But, um, but you don't have space to slow down, is what I'm saying. You catch him and uh, feather fall, and he hits the water so hard he turns into jello, and and you. No, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> it, it slows its descent to sixty feet per round. So we just hit the water at basically sixty feet. Sixty so feet hard. per round. Uh, yeah. So you take sixty feet of fall damage. If yeah. you would have, if you would have done that, like the previous one, I don't well, know. No, it instantly it slows us to sixty feet. Okay, but you're going <laughs> at like let's say uh, hundred miles an hour, and then now you, or let's say you're going one hundred and twenty feet per second, and then now you yeah. instantly slow to sixty feet a second. What does that do to you? <laughs> sixty feet in six seconds. So he's actually doing. Monks do okay. negate a bunch of damage for falling. I, like I won't be, I won't take a ton of damage. I don't think I'll take any damage actually. Okay, really? so how much damage does he take? You, your monk level if it was, worth of d sixes or something. Right, but if it was, if it was sixty feet of fall level? damage, that's only it's how many d yeah, six? Sixty six or sixty six? Yeah. So. So have him roll sixty sticks, and he can subtract his monk stuff from I think there. It's like yeah, so okay, so you roll sixty uh, so six, and to, I roll sixty six. So you won't take I it. I, I, uh, so five times my monk level, I loot, or I don't take thirty five fall damage, basically. Okay, I got to roll for him. So even at sixty six, I would take no fall damage. But he's really okay. Well, yeah, sixty feather ball per second. Yeah. Um, if Feather Falls succeeds, that the point of the spell is it doesn't, you don't take any damage. So this guy takes 25 points of damage? No matter what the physics are, it's magic. And he slams into the water and kind of disappears under the water. You you hit the water and the Feather Fall kind of cushions you into the water. You don't take any damage. He's sinking below you. I'm going to try and like, I'm going to try and grab him. But like monks okay. Um, slow fall. Yeah. Roll a. Uh, yes. Yeah. So he's grabbing it. He's saying. Roll a dex check to grab him. But slow fall off of what? You got nothing to yeah. slow your. Dirty twenty. Okay. Uh, you grab him for sure. Roll <laughs> yeah. a perception. He's just got baggy <laughs> pants. He's got merry robes pants. on. Right. Roll a perception. Uh, seven. seven perception. A seven. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Oh shit. 
um, you you are you're able to grab them and pull them up to the surface. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna use uh my oh what's it called um thaumaturgy to create uh oh, can I do that? Was it? Well, they're dead forever, guys. Uh, <laughs> carry on. So the captain, everyone's awake, and they're uh, they pulled the sails and they're lowering the ship like right away. It's gonna yeah, take a I'm while gonna, to get down there. Yeah, I'm gonna use my thaumaturgy to basically boost my voice by three times. Okay. You also have that uh, shell. Yeah, but I gave the the, the rocky talkie to the. I thought you had a shell that amplifies your voice. No, no, no. Just my. That was just the one time. Oh. That was like way back when. Okay. Now does he get run over by Jarlax's ship? You, you hear uh, <laughs> everyone on the deck hears this Revy shouting uh, down, way down below, uh, really loud for the distance. What do you say? Uh, just like, we're over here, we're over here. Not dead yet. Come get us. Um, you see, you see um, the ship. You see the ship kind of slowly turning towards where you because it overshot you a bit, and it's starting to float down close to you. Okay. And they do it. It lands on the water, and they pull both of you up onto the deck. And uh, um, the rabbit pushed. The Taurus. is kind of catatonic there, and uh, he's he's kind of white. He's not. He's not really moving. He's kind of in the same catatonic state. Um, does he still have his necklace on? Uh, you don't see his necklace. No way. That was that perception roll. No way. We were talking and they were. Oh, well. I mean, if, if you I, saw I it when you guys it. hit the water, it slipped off his head. And if you would have uh, saw it, you could easily grab it, but you didn't see it slip off. Uh, well, I did all I could. I can't. There's literally nothing else. So uh, you pull him up on deck, and you got he starts sputtering and spitting. Uh, after like he was catatonic at first, but all of a sudden he starts coughing and spitting, and you you see all of you see this smoke coming out of his ears and creep over the side of the boat. Yeah, have we seen that before, Gord? Um. You've seen something similar. That it was uh, the guy that attacked and killed the previous head guard, wasn't it? Or the no, you've seen something similar. Well, but it's it, it actually took form when the uh, the Temple of Morden when you fought the Shadow of Strahd. Oh, but this thing didn't have a form. It's just like a shapeless smoke that kind of starts. Cruising okay. along the boat and then dips over the side. Okay. Um, yeah. And he just starts like sputtering on, and Vitaris is kind of and stuff. Vitaris is spinning up water and coughing and all that, and he's bleeding and he's got a broken rib and a broken arm. Uh, he, he's just kind of like <laughs> a shock Nobody's look alive. on his face. He's got a shock look on his face, like looking at everyone, like. What happened? What happened to me? <laughs> what did you 
you do? What I mean, I was, I was looking out over the water, and then I'm here. What what happened to me? Ah! And he's like holding his arm and his ribs, and he's in pain. Where's your necklace? And he grabs for his necklace, and he goes, "Oh my God! What happened to my necklace?" And uh, I'm just kind of like sitting there, like. Tire, like uh, wheezing and shit, and say it must have fallen off when you're when he hit the water. We gotta go get it. Like, we need that. You can't go to Embermead now. Oh well, that turned around. <laughs> <laughs> well, we tried our best. Yeah, we tried. <laughs> we tried. You're on your own. Well, yeah. we have to get through the guardians of the storm. Wow. That's not possible. Let's go back. <laughs> Is there any way to accomplish this? I mean, it's been done. But it's not easy. So we should wait and send Jarl Axel's ships through first? Yes. Mm. Or maybe we should go and get this. Yeah, we should. And, and, he, and he says, there is no way I was letting a drow onto Evermeet. I didn't give them a gem. Who said um, Is there any way they wouldn't to have locate been able... your item? He says there's no way they would be able to pass through. Then how did the other drows get there? We don't know. That's the thing. We don't know. Uh, I ask him, this, is there this, any way the to The storm is impassable. What's that? Is there, I ask him if there's any way to locate his item. You know, maybe if we brought some mages oh, yeah. back and uh, some kind of little breathe water. What was going on? Because so. Jarlaxle's ship has a submarine. Yeah, he's like, what's that? It's a it's a vehicle that can travel underneath the water. And he kind of looks at you like under the water. Yeah. In the city of and he's trying to think. The Isle of Evermeet has never had to defend something coming under the water. He probably went under the storm with such a that contraption. Could be, that could be how the drow entered the. This is uh, entered, uh, very the concerning now. <laughs> we need to get to Evermeet. Like, we need to warn them. We need to get the crystal back or the. Amulet back, yeah. That's a mile straight down here. This is deep ocean. I can cast locate object. Does any of you have like what can breathe water or I can hold my breath for a few minutes. Is that good enough? He says <laughs> uh, he's like I I'm at a loss. We we need to get to Evermeet though and warn them of this. Somebody Probably could cast a water breathing spell. No. I mean, I think the best we can do is uh, two bags of holding, use them as airbags to get down <laughs> to <laughs> for ten minutes of air. <laughs> but I'm and not this, swimming that. There's no air in a bag of holding. If, no, you if can this, breathe in there for a full five minutes, can't you? Send no, on you, your familiar. You can hold your breath in there. Fizzbot can Does go. Does anybody oh. have a bucket of water and a ring of water breathing? Yes. Fizzbot doesn't need yes. to breathe. <laughs> we can send the, the pseudo dragon down. Yeah, he could do it. 
He doesn't breathe. You can watch through his eyes and get him to go where you need. Yeah. Is there a distance on that? No. <clears throat> you um, can tell him to do something and he'll go whatever distance it takes to do that's it. That's right. I can't communicate with him constantly, but right. he can go at a certain range of communication, right? Right. A hundred feet, I can communicate with him telepathically. Beyond that, he can go beyond that, but I can't communicate with him telepathically any longer. Right. But I can give him a, com a command. Say, so search the ocean for the bottom of the ocean for this thing. Yep. If you want. Yep. Can we, well, uh, can we narrow it down a little bit more with locate object? Yeah. We could get directly over top it and then just send the pseudo dragon straight down. Yeah. But locate object, you have to be within a thousand feet. Yeah. So if you had done it before it had fallen, then you'd know where it is. Well, if it's, yeah. Is it a thousand feet from us? I don't know. So try it. Way to find out. Yeah, try it. It's worth a shot. Yeah, I'll cast locate object. Uh, you you catch a couple blips and you know it's in a certain direction, and then it disappears. Yeah, it's straight. So down. it's still heading. The moving down away from me, it's, or it's the... kind of to like with the currents and stuff like that. You feel like it's a little bit to the southeast. Okay, you, you know it's in that direction, but you don't get a distance, like how far, because you you hadn't zeroed in on it yet. And then it seems like it got out of that thousand foot range just as you're trying to zero in on it. You kind of know a general direction, but you don't know how far southeast or. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, I think this is the best shot we got. I'll send the suit uh, with the. I'll tell Fizzbot. I'll say, Fizzbot, we want. What do you want? Um, we need you to retrieve. Uh, what is it? An amulet. Can you it's describe it for him? It's a necklace with like a green orb. Glowing orb. A glowing green orb. You look like me still. <laughs> I don't listen to what you have to say. Very confusing. There's two vitality. Uh, but I'm speaking there. telepathically. So he doesn't necessarily know I'm not the one speaking. It's just telepathically telling him. Uh, we need you to dive down and and bring this bring it back to the surface. Yes, Master. Bring it back to me. So who's gonna roll that? I Who's guess you have, roll it? you have the court card, I guess, Lucan, right? Yeah. So you need to roll yeah. the investigation at disadvantage. He has dark vision and blind sight. Sure. And a whole ocean in front of him. Okay. I crit. Yeah. Oh, but with disadvantage. <laughs> oh, damn. It's going to be. What do I add? Um, his intelligence? Yeah. In, intelligence is an investigation. Oh, yeah, it yeah. is. Okay, so I've got a 10 with disadvantage. Yeah, so Pretty you're swimming good. down and uh, roll a perception. Okay. Do I, I get advantage on this or disadvantage? Uh, just a straight. 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 Disadvantage. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Um, that's a seven. Seven, yeah. 
you just see this in the distance. You see a shadow of a large beast moving in the water. The a beast. Oh, Something. You don't. You can't even make out the shape. Um. You just see movement. With... You see movement over the, in the distance somewhere when you turn your oh, head. Oh fuck this! Am I still this within a hundred feet of <laughs> Lucan? I mean, uh, is 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 bot within a hundred feet of Lucan? Uh, you'd probably be about five hundred feet down, unless you gave him some instructions. <laughs> Like um, I'll let you say give it instructions like that. Can communicate with me. If if this go to line ten, <laughs> he can communicate with you to hundred feet. Just because he's that, that investigation would have taken him to about five hundred feet. Okay, so then he's without he's beyond telepathic range. Yeah, he's scared. Um, is everybody still communicating what's going can, on? Can he communicate with you after? Uh, I can, but what he saw? Well, yeah, he yeah, can. He's when he comes okay. back, he can tell us. Yeah, so after after about 15 minutes, uh, he comes flying out of the water. But he's not holding anything. He can do it different. Oh, you can do it different, but I can't. Okay, I can do so. it one mile away, but I didn't think of that. You, you can you can hold one of my teeth, and I can watch through it, and I can communicate with you while they talk to me. Okay, but unless so, the pseudo dragon takes your tooth with you or with him, the pseudo dragon flies up out of the water. Okay. How many I'll say, Fizzbot, what did you find? Yeah, grow back. <laughs> and uh, telepathically communicates with you, says, uh, I was diving deep. I didn't see anything, but there's a huge beast down there that uh, approached me. Solicited me. What, yeah, what did it look like? Uh, and it, it telepathically emits like a giant manta ray to you. Okay. Um, did it look like a beast or did it look like a submarine? Because we've seen this manta ray sub before. Can you telepathically give him an image of what we've seen before? Yep. It can. Yes, it can. It looks just like that. Are you, are you sending us a picture? Over by again. It, yep, can, it confirms it confirms that it uh, the beast looks just like what you're sending it, the image you send it. Okay. And they just kind of hovered in the air looking at each other. And that's when the pseudo dragon took off in the water, not the air. Okay. I could, well, I could send them to follow the sub. But then I can't communicate with him anymore. Well, and the sub goes faster than this ship does, or whatever, too. So would never keep up. Yeah. Maybe he could take the tooth to the sub. <laughs> I 
attach the tooth to the sub. <laughs> With some gum. So I know where the sub is at all times. <laughs> so as you guys are talking, uh, there's a... Uh, you look to the horizon, to the west, and you see storm clouds, and you see lightning flashes, and the distant rumble of thunder. And uh, as you're approaching the land of the, the never-dying lands, and... Uh, um, Vartaris, he's just grabs his head and goes, oh my god. We gotta get through that. Well, the draw have your uh, pass key now. Uh, do they? Yeah, I think uh, that's they... what uh, the information that we've gathered. Did, did they actually get it? Guaranteed. And uh, we'll, we'll they were right this. underneath where you dropped it. They we'll, might have even been the cause of the smoke. Yeah, I'd put money on that. And he's not a betting man. <laughs> we'll stop the night there. It's getting a little bit late. So uh, you guys are uh, floating in the ocean in the middle of the night, just off the uh, roiling storm clouds that surround the island of Hermit. Um, last thing I do sure. is, uh, before we even attempt to enter, uh, um, what's it called? Ever, ever? The Island of Evermeet. Ever Isle? Evermeet. Um, I'm going to send a message via, uh, the Rocky, the Rocky Talkies. Talkie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, good trade. do you remember... How many words was it? Was it 20 uh, let's, words? Let's give you 30 35. words. How many? I'll give you 30. 35. 30? Yeah. All right. Um, is, is that, what's the sending spell? 25? 25. Yeah, so you got 25, okay, 25. words. Okay. Let me uh, open up my notepad here to compose a message. <laughs> <laughs> write it up for next week. Yeah, yeah you can, you can week think week. about it for a uh, couple right. weeks here. Week. Uh, you guys are floating under a starlit sky, uh, very Titanic-esque look to it, and uh, there's been like two incursions on Evermeet in the history of time, so I don't think we're gonna want to deal with that. <laughs> you could, maybe we could go over this storm. Um, there's been lots of airships in the history of time too that have never been able to do that. <laughs> we don't know that. Yeah. You're not that smart. No, but the Alps who are specifically in charge of leaving and re-entering their nation would know that. And they're standing right beside us. Or at least we hope so. <laughs> well, guys, thanks for the uh, episode. I, uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Looking forward to the next one. Got it. A good cliffhanger. Yeah. All right. All right. Good night. You guys have a good week. Good. Talk to have you later. a good week. Bye. Thank you for streaming this episode of the Mobius Chronicles. Our team at Perilous Pursuits love playing D&D. But your likes, thumbs ups, and subscriptions motivate us to do even more crazy characters, voices, and memorable moments. For streaming options for all of our shows, 
a link to our Facebook community, and tools and extras that might help your D&D games, go to our website at www.perilouspursuits.com. In the meantime, ask that black dragon to acid wash your jeans, cast duplicity, and double date those water genasi sisters. Then meet your friends at the barge right in, and drink some ale, roll some dice, and play some D&D.